What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back, man. Season two of All The Smoke. We got a real special guest. What's up with your Brody with the virtual handshake? I'm gonna tell y'all something that I never told nobody. I want All The Smoke. Welcome back to another edition of All The Smoke. Jack, it's been a minute since we got together. I'm happy to see you, my dog. Yeah, I see you don't really handshake. I know it's the pandemic, but how them, them shit still wet? No, how are they mean, feeling? I mean, it, was, it, it was just... How cool I am at this moment, that just seemed, yeah, you know that, what I'm that saying? Seemed right. Yeah, it just seemed right. I ain't got to, we code free. Yeah. I'm 19 to know what you is. I'm 20, 27 and 1. Yeah, so we good. I right took now. an L, but yeah, I'm bounced back. Man, but we got a special guest today, man. Uh, I can't explain what this dude meant to me and, and my journey right from the beginning, but we'll get into that, obviously. But, man, welcome. Hall of Fame nominee, Chris Weber. Our big bro. What's, What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? Good, to, it, man. good to check out. Ghost and Ray the other night. Now I'm with the, <laughs> with the Ghost and Ray of the league, man. <laughs> yeah, wild, man. I'll be watching y'all, man. man. I'm, I'm, hey, man, I'm glad to have on. I, I kind of caught feelings that I ain't been invited on, so. We've been trying, hey. We've been trying to get you. I've been trying yeah. to chase you this motherfucker. You just as busy as we are. Yeah, I know. It's all, it's all, <laughs> love. It's all love. And you got the babies now, too, so you know what that dad's life. What's the dad life been like during this pandemic? Obviously, you get to spend more time with them, but tell us what's, you got uh, two about-to-be-four-year-old twins. Talk to us about that. On the real, this is, uh, besides going to work, this is the first time I've been around people mm-hmm. in a year. That's mm-hmm. why I want to have a drink with y'all. I'm not, mm-hmm. you're the first brother I done hugged, and you right. know what I'm saying? For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been, you know, we've been to ourselves kind of, but it's been the liveest moments. You know what I mean? I'm there with them. It's like I had no excuse mm-hmm. not to be there, not to be engaged. So we're doing everything. I'm, you know, I'm challenging them. And, my little girl knows she's the strongest girl in the world. My yeah. son know, you know, he's the strongest boy in the world. We just just live, it's dope. Man. you know, just, I love it. it's just live. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out there at the Weber Estate, out there living good, baby. <laughs> what's, uh, what's one thing, positive, negative, you took from 2020? I took being grateful. Mm. So for me, like, you know, 
you know, your mind's always working, thinking, and I really, like, thought, like, damn, my parents about to be married 50 years. Mm. I got kids. My brothers are cool. You know, all the stuff we pray for, like, I'm like, because, you know, you just sit there and you take, you take it all in for a minute, and usually you get real grateful when something great happened, and, and things were going, and every day I was just like, stay grateful. You, your parents are alive. Your, your brother's here. No one's hurt. He got COVID. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So the one thing I took away is be grateful, and the other thing I took away is, you know, when it's time to hit the ground running, Matt, I'm going to get back to myself. Mm. I'm going to get back to to working hard and uh, living hard, you know, Absolutely. and I'm excited about that. Well, that's the one thing to me, like 2020 taught, you know, with obviously starting last year with Kobe and along down the line, just a trickle down effect of just negative shit. That's the one, like you got to live. And, and normally it takes bad stuff to make us realize how thankful and grateful we are. But I think we lived a whole year of that mm-hmm. and it, it's on a whole nother level. It's been a crazy uh, NBA run in the bubble. And then currently, what is, you know, what are your thoughts on the NBA? I mean, you're commentating games now doing that, but thoughts on just the current state of the NBA considering the pandemic we're in? You know, I, I, I didn't feel the, you know, I'm glad the fans enjoyed the All-Star game, you know, but I didn't understand the timing of that with everything that was going on. Um, I think the players right now, I give them a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to be able to to navigate with this. You know, when they were in the bubble, Matt, I was out there like 83 days. Uh, after the game stack, like, there's no place to go relax, no place to go hang out. I'm still with, in the same hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Y'all know, just the hotel rooms mentally. It's just like closing in on you. Yeah, so, I mean, these young cats, I'm not going to lie. When I went to the bubble and saw how they handled it, and I was just commentating, I was getting in and out of there. I was like, I couldn't do it. And, um, you know, so I think the league is in a good place with the players, and I hope that the game gets to be as beautiful as it as it always is. But I hope that it's less it's less specialists and more hoopers, you know. Mm. I just want to see that. Not that it's specialists, so I hope I hope teams and analytics allow people to play their style instead of just standing in the corner mm-hmm. and yeah. play basketball, you know? I agree. With the way the game is up and down, free flowing, you were one of the early bigs to be, you know, stretch fours, passing fours. How do you think your your style of play would fit in the current NBA? I love to play today. <laughs> See how big his uh, yeah. motherfucking smile was? When I played, the big man couldn't even lead a three-on-two drill down the, the Crazy, court. Crazy, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, coaches, man. That's, sorry, coaches, man. So, yeah, I would, I would love to play today, especially on the high post or the pass or the handoff and cut and things like that, especially when I could jump a little bit before mm-hmm. I hurt. I would have... I would love it. So that's why I love watching Jokic and B, you know, love watching, you know, a lot of guys do their thing out there. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have, yeah, I'd love playing today. Yeah. I'd love it. Who you enjoy watching today? I like I like Jokic. I like Embiid when he going to work in the post. I love watching Simmons on the break when he has the ball. Hard and Kyrie with their handles, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, you know, I, it's so funny beginning of the season. So... You know, I did a movie with Kyrie, but I, I don't know him. I, I don't know if I ever talked to him on the phone. You know what I mean? I got respect for these guys, but I don't know them like that. So at the beginning of the season, I'm with him and Harden. I'm saying Harden should get out of Houston. Uh, it's, it's messed up. He has a black coach, but right. Steven Silas is going to be all right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
did they hire the black coach just so I can give you the guilt of the black player? Right. Like, we don't, you know what I'm we saying? I'm like, Harden, get out of there, dog, because at yep. the end, we're going to say you was a loser because you stayed with this team. I, right. I know a little about that. Right. So I'm like, Harden is the call. Well, we don't know what he taught. Uh, basketball player shouldn't do this. Then Kyrie, you know, I'm like, he's incredible. I know he against the media and we on the media side now, whatever, but I, I get it, you know, and I think if the media looked at different personalities like wrestling, you know what I mean? Like Ooh. the Iron Sheik, you know, he over there. Nikolai Volkov, he from Russia. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Kyrie, mm-hmm. he got a walking stick and he don't talk. Yeah. Right. Use that. You right. know what right. I mean? Like exactly. don't don't make him like everybody else. You, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so I remember the beginning of the season saying, man, they're going to be cold. They're going to have... And I remember just seeing the hate from the media mm, toward... Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, snap out of it. Remember, you know, remember that, you know, everybody got their ulterior motives with it. And it's funny. I said all that to say, nah, it's funny that... Everybody love, you know, Kyrie should be MVP mm-hmm. or Harden, him going there, getting assists. Like, that don't surprise me. No one blamed D'Antoni for the way Harden played. Right. Nobody Harden, did. Nobody. Nobody D'Antoni did. wanted him to play that way. He yep. would tell us. He would tell us. Like, blame it on me. And um, so for, you know, players today, I love the young ones. And I also love the older ones that had to go find their way and still reinventing themselves. And to me, Harden and Kyrie, those are my two, you know, two of my favorites to, to watch. Booker. <laughs> A lot of boys, a lot of boys out there. I talk to Kyrie all the time. So, you know, we all been misunderstood. And that's just it. But when they come to playing basketball, Oof. you can't, can't, you can't tell him nothing. Well, so you got that's a what chance. they need to talk about. You got a chance to play with Rod Strickland. Talk to me about the similarities you see between Kyrie and Rod, because to me, Rod was so underappreciated and respected, but obviously Kyrie gets his just serve. He's, you know, one of the best players we've ever seen. That's but his godfather. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and this was dope. This is our job, in my opinion. Our job is to keep that respect right here, but to appreciate these young boys, but to let them know who came before them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Because they ain't just start with, with these young boys. And I remember saying to people, hey, why you always say Rob Strickland? Because I played with him. He's the coldest <laughs> man never to make the All-Star game. Yep. I mean, no disrespect to Conley. Conley was the oldest, I think, and Conley cold. But if you like Conley Whoa, being on there, you should have seen Strick. He the best finisher under six foot. Mm-hmm. He had handles that you didn't even know how he was dribbling, taped his fingers up. One of the greatest teammates you have. And you can't tell me that his father, Dedrick, and Rod Strickland didn't have an influence on his game. Because mm-hmm. it's little stuff Kyrie do that I don't even, I get excited in the game. And I'm like, I'm not even going to explain that right now because y'all won't even you get it. Get like it. when he does an in and out. Scoop left hand and throws it up. That stuff that you brothers can't even do with their right hand. Same leg, same, same leg, leg, same hand. But, yeah. but, but, but stack, you know, with your right hand, you you know how you can go this far with your right, but your left, you might come. I mean, he yeah. he go the same the way. way with it. Yeah, he, he <laughs> man, he 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 has to be the best left hand. He has to be the best offhand finisher in the game. I don't even yeah. like saying the best, but I don't, I, don't, I can't even think of nobody right. else. No, we need super skilled, talented. Yeah. And that's too, like I took, because <clears throat> like Jack said, you know, Jack is, is close with Kyrie, and I took kind of a different approach when I would hear some of the things he said, and that was my fault too, and I eventually will hopefully get him on the show and sit down and talk to him, because to me, I just kind of wanted to have a plan with everything he was doing, and I was outspoken mm-hmm. against him, but then talking to Jack and getting more of an understanding for him, now I kind of see what it is. And like you said, like obviously playing against them and knowing Kyrie Irving, the great basketball player, I don't know the man, you know, right. and I think I think sometimes we forget that like we had the same reputation. Even you had the same reputation where well, they'd see a snippet of you and think they know who you are. And it's right. the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, but I like it very honestly. And you don't have to play basketball to, to have an opinion. There's a lot of people that have right. it. But I like it when we disagree because it's a point of reference we come from. And I could be like, all right, I trust that. Right. 
I trust him enough to let me think about the other side. Right. You know what I'm saying? Instead right. of him just being hated. Right. So that's why I like our conversations or like hearing what we say about it. But yeah, I, I was just saying more that off the court stuff, I really don't ever even listen to with no mm -hmm. player. I was just saying more with him, like he gonna ball. Like he wouldn't leave Boston. Like he, a bad teammate in Boston, whatever you want to say, all this. But he not gonna do all that and not who. Right. <laughs> you can't do all, all right. you can say whatever you want. Like Harden is not gonna say his team not good enough and then go there and let it hey, you know. It don't work like that. They're trouble getting KD back and maybe picking up a big to shore up that front line. You I mean, see, Blake, don't. I won. I don't anything. I won. I didn't five, see it. I won five Gs, dog. I told my, I told my little partner. I said, you know, I said Blake fooling. Oh yeah, I did see that. I did see Blake. I said Blake fooling y'all. Saying no man loses his athletic, not, not as much athletic ability as he had. I could, Carmelo, other, we could lose our athletic. He can't lose. He can lose 10 inches and still have a 30. And still be a five. mean He come it, back right. and dunk and get that little smile. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a big pickup. I mean, Jack mentioned that that's going to be a real big pickup for them. If, if, you know, if his knees could stay what they need to be, that's going to be a scary team, man. Take us back to your upbringing. Detroit, the city your childhood, and then going from where you grew up and played to a school like Country Day? So I grew up in Detroit. You know, my father, he's, he's the smartest man I know. He's the man. Um, but, you know, he really grew up in the South. He really grew up on a plantation. He really grew up picking cotton, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And uh, he had a tough life, and he came to Detroit to work in the auto factory. My mother, on the other hand, came from a tough life, but she had, you know, was a teacher and she was always going to school. That's all I remember her taking us like to classes, some little thing, giving us a piece of paper, right, playing on the floor while she in the class or my father at the auto factory. And um, it was strict household, dog. Like it wasn't no, it was strict. I'm the oldest of five, you know, it was uh, church every Wednesday, Bible class church every Saturday, well, seven o'clock at night, that's um, choir rehearsal. My mother's the choir director. You know, I'm her son, so I gotta sing. I got some <laughs> video, dog, I'm gonna show you, dog. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, there's a video, but uh, yeah, small church, like 30 people, and seven of them is my family, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? We grew up in the hood like everybody else. And um, like three bedrooms, one, Bathroom. My brother used to pee on me. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Jason. He think he's some he's an attorney in Atlanta, ladies. Yeah, if he think he's smooth, no. But he used to, he used to pee on me so much, dog, because we used to sleep together. That I'd have a towel on the on the floor, and I just pick the towel up, pick him up, miss sleep, lay him down, go. But yeah, I had to get to sleep. You know what I mean? Um, man, used to cut out posters, and my whole room was filled with posters. Big Daddy Kane. Dominique Wilkins, things like that, man. I, I grew up in a great neighborhood, like 50 kids playing basketball outside, tackle on the tackle on the, on the grass, you know, football in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. And um, my pops just didn't play, man. You know what I mean? He used to he used to beat me down, like if I was if I was mm -hmm. wrong, you know. When I was younger and coming up, everybody in the neighborhood had respect for him. Dope dealers, hoopers, everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I get to eighth grade, ninth grade. I want to go play at this high school, Southwest coldest killers ever and went to Southwest to Anderson Hunt, all these other players. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a funny story. Get me back on in a minute. So, man, one day, I'm about 13 years old, I'm hooping, uh, walking the ball, used to call it, between your legs, and this dude come on with some beat-up Jordans on. Beat-up Jordans. 
And he like, what's up? I'm like, what's up, man? He like, yeah, I'm Michael Jordan cousin. I'm like, you ain't Michael Jordan cousin with them shoes on. Vashon <laughs> Leonard was moving in on the corner of the street. So this is like 13. So Vashon Leonard's here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm around basketball greats. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So Vashon Leonard, Jalen, Rose, Howard Isley, uh, Quincy Barnes, a couple of other my brothers went to Southwest. So this is the high school I want to go to, Stack. Like, they ain't won the championship in seven, or they had tried seven times, they won the championship. Everybody else had been winning. You know, we wanted Detroit to win. So I wanted to go to Southwestern, man. And um, my AAU coach came, uh, told us it was a test for the school. Mom's like, oh, yeah, it's a test. It's free education over there, you know. Take a test to go to school, and uh, I get in. They split the whole AAU team. Half of us get in. Half go, half don't. And uh, it was it was it was tough because I wanted to go to Southwestern. I was from Detroit at that moment. The story started being he not from Detroit, mm. going out here. Now at 13 years old, it's the biggest thing in the world. Yes, you, it ain't nothing else you could say to me. It ain't nothing else you could say to me that that would hurt me except I'm not from Detroit. You know mm. what I'm saying? So then they knew what to say at this time. So I'm I'm 13. I'm playing in this, but the whole time, you know, looking back. It, it was a wonderful time, a lonely time, but it was like, okay, I, I realized at that point what it meant to go to work in, in the darkness, like shut mm-hmm. up, let them say what they're going to say. I can't be like, I am, I am, I am. That, don't, that shit don't mean nothing. You know, what you going to do once you, you know, had that confrontation. So um, at that time, I go to this little high school and my pops, you know, he had a real good talk with me. So the first year I tried to flunk out. He said, I tried to. Yeah, I tried to flunk out, but my mom, she wasn't having it. That's what I'm saying. She wasn't having it. You know my mom, she don't play. She's not having it. So I finally finally accepted. And we had like four cats from my AAU team uh, go to country day with me Yapo, Kev, Daryl. And so uh, we blessed. We won Class C championship. So now I'm talking shit in the paper like, no other team is going from class up and won. You know, we got 500 kids. I'm like, we going Mm -hmm. to Class B. We win that championship. And then I'm like, let's go to class A. Mm-hmm. We'll be playing against Jay or everybody else. And uh, they, don't, they don't let us do it. And um, that was really like my high school, man. Like just, it was, I wanted to go to this one high school and play there. I go to this other school, I got to wear a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why my father is listening to this woman about sports. You know what I'm saying? This is my mom. She don't even like sports. Mm-hmm. Why would you listen to her about what school to go to? And I thank him every day, man, because my pops, he wasn't my friend. You know what I mean? I right. ain't talked to him right. that year, like a whole year stack. I ain't talked a whole school year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to him. He'd be in the car like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who are you? You know what I mean? You my son. Like, you're going to yeah. do what I say, you know? And uh, it's just the biggest blessing of my life, man. Like, I made friends there for life. I, I realized, you know, certain stereotypes wasn't true about myself and about other people. I've never been scared of nobody since mm-hmm. them moments. You know, you go into kids and they daddy a billionaire, you mm-hmm. see he unhappy yeah. at home. I don't want what you have. Right. I'm, I'm happy with what I have. I, I do want some stuff though. I want the pool and stuff you got, yeah. but I don't want what you have. And, right. So it was just a good lesson, man. But it, mm-hmm. you know, making it shorter than it, than it was, but it was, high school was the best and the worst thing at the same time for me. <clears throat> when did you start receiving, obviously you were able to win, three championships, when did you start receiving that recognition as you end up being Mr. Mr. Basketball, but kind of on the map? Was you just eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade? When, when did you feel like you were on the map for who? 
I felt like I was on the map probably when I went to like a national AAU tournament or something. Mm-hmm. Probably played against like Grant. When I played against Grant Hill, Jamal Mashburn, mm-hmm. it was something I'd never seen before. He the same size in the NBA as he was in ninth grade. You know what I mean? Mash with, or uh, G Hill? Uh, with handles, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What one? Which one? Mash. Yeah. Mash. It was Mashburn. Mash. Mash or G Hill? You said? Yeah. No, I said what one were you talking about though? Oh, I was talking about Mashburn. Okay. Yeah, he's the same height right. as he was there. Mashburn. Um, he was cold. Sean Bradley, y'all see what happened to him. He was out yeah, there. So, prayers um, up yeah, prayers up for him. But all, all those dudes were cold at the time. But it's a funny story. So I go to this little school. This is this, this, this the best story I got, I think. I go to this little school and uh, little kids. And I'm in seventh grade and I'm like 6'3", six, 6'5", six, or something. And I get like 63 points in the game. Now, I don't mm. know nothing about basketball. I've just been hooping in the backyard. So it's hard to hoop in the backyard, you know what I'm saying? So in this game, I do this, and they call the news out the next day. And I go on the news, and I don't, I've never been on TV or nothing before. I don't know what it is. I'm looking at the floor. They're like, what college you want to go to? I'm like, Michigan State. This is Magic Johnson. So at 12 years old, I remember that night coming on, I remember how the next day was different. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I remember a family member came over and speaking to me and they say nothing to, the, to my brothers and them. Like, you know, I just, just, just peep little stuff. And that practice led to me on the Super Friends. Shout out to Super Friends. That's mm-hmm. the single camera. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Super Friends, the mm-hmm. AAU team mm-hmm. back in the day. And so that got me to playing with Jalen and them. And if I never would have did that interview, my father never would have tried to put me in basketball because he didn't even know I was hooping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think that's really to put me on the map in Michigan to say, you know, this kid could be all right. It, it gave me something to have expectation right. on. I didn't even know where I was at that time. Cheers. They, they snuck our little drink in oh, here real man. quick. Hey, this is the first time I've yeah. been able to have a drink in some man. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, good Cheers. brother. You know, Jack, Jack converted now, so he's I not understand. really under. I, I understand. Yeah. Much respect, bro. He has sip one one time. Yes, sir. It's been a year since I had a drink, man, with a really? friend, man. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Right. I'm not I believe it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. What other schools you took as serious candidates besides Michigan? Well, you say you started Michigan State, right? Yep, yeah, Michigan State. So, man, I'm just getting everything. Man. Yes, so, we need you. Don't I'm talk about it. I'm yeah. in the book, is the book. I'm All writing right. the book. I'm just oh, you're writing the book too? But this is going to make them go get the book. Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing on when it comes. So, Michigan State, I was at Michigan State. I was I was in Michigan State. Locked in. Locked in. Coach Izzo, to this day, is one of, you know, I got love for Coach Izzo. Yeah. So. I don't know him, and I got love for him. Yeah. Check this story out, man. So so, I go to, so I'm going to Michigan State. They got me. Now, we, we could talk about a whole bunch of other things, because Jawan recruited, and we can we get into that. But Michigan State has me. This early. I'm going to sign late. Go to a football. So I go to Minnesota. My five visits are Minnesota, because it's a black coach. Mm-hmm. Um, U of D, because it's a black coach, and, and I want Detroit to know this is a place where all the young boys should come, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a good place. Duke, Michigan, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So I'm at Michigan State. I'm telling you, I'm there. Sean Rusper, he the all-time leading scorer there. I'm at Michigan State. That's the best visit. Magic then told me to come there. You know, I don't even know Magic. Met him one time, and he told me to come there. I'm coming. <laughs> and so I go to Minnesota for a visit. Now, Minnesota takes me on to a football game. And I'm thinking, like, y'all don't even know how to recruit. Why would you bring somebody that goes to Michigan football games to Minnesota? Y'all team sorry. Y'all playing this whack-ass arena. Ain't nobody here. Like, <laughs> it's 100,000. Like, don't right. do that. Take me yeah. somewhere else. You know what I mean? Don't. So anyway, I go to the game. So on the way out, they're playing Michigan State. So on the way out, I'm just, you know, a little kid. I'm following the uh, coach. And the coach takes me, and I shake hands with somebody in the suite. Promise you, if this the suite, this, like this the door to the suite, I didn't step past this. So shake hand, boom, right? Everything cool. I get home, the NCAA call. I'm like, what y'all? So they call my coach. Now they know not to call me and my pops because it's been bullshit the whole time. So they said, well, the, foot, the athletic director at Michigan State took a picture of you shaking a hand through a Coke bottle. I was like, this can't be true. Coach Izzo called was like, fuck. That's all he said. That's all he said. And he cried on the phone. It was over. That was a violation for the, sh- the hand you shook? It don't even matter. Michigan State <laughs> took the picture. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Right. Y'all ain't going to force me. Right. You ain't going to force me to come. You, 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 what you, what you, what you yeah. think this going to do? Yeah. Dirty. Think it's going to make me come with you? You don't know enough about me because I'll be on fire and be like, if you put me out, I'll put myself back on fire and fuck you up and then be like, I'll handle it. I just got issues yeah. like that, right? Yeah. So they did that. My father, he already knew because he allowed me to pick where I was going. And it was just like, damn, I can't go to Michigan State. So it was because I went to a game in Minnesota. Wow. Michigan State told that I shook someone's hand. And like uh, Judd, he- Judd Heathcote, before he passed, we talked about it. You know, it was in his book. Uh, Izzo, we talked about it. But that's that's a really big reason why I didn't go to Michigan Damn. State. You know what I'm saying? But Michigan was sorry the years before. They were terrible. They were good mm-hmm. in 89. We talking 91 now. They weren't good. And Jerome had been recruited. Me and Jerome had been cool since 10th grade. 
me and Jalen wanted to go to the same high school. So Jawan just kept recruiting. He's like, dog, I'm telling you, this team, sorry. We could be good, man. We could get time. We could play with it. We can, you could switch everything. That's all he, he, he did the best job. He's like, yeah, you could switch everything. You get tired. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Duke, man, that was, Duke might have been my best visit, y'all. Mm. Oh, it, was, wow. it, it went really? down there? Really, Duke? I know. I'm about to tell you why. Because Grant Hill, because Grant Hill knew me. So Grant Hill was like, first they said they had no conditioning. No conditioning. I watched their practice. In college, everybody had conditioning. Ooh, they you're, played you're like NBA style. They never got on the track. Then I went to one of the classes, whatever. That was cool. But then Christian Leitner, him and Grant said, man, if you come here, we know you. You're really going to want to go to school here. I said, what? It was like, you know you can take classes or whatever down the street at the black college. Mm-hmm. I, I said, what? They took me to the college. They took me up there, and it was, man, it was like, you know, I'm old school. So it was like doing the button <laughs> shit like that. It was live, man. I, I wanted to, I'm talking about, man, that was the best visit because it was uh, a college right down the street. We had a good time. They were partying, like, on a Monday. Like, I was like, this, you know, other colleges... The other Certain recruits nights. tried to, yeah, not take you out. Mm-hmm. They took you know, out to the best, but you could see that they really had a relationship with the black college. Everybody like, what up? And there was parties and stuff like that. And then just one more, so my UAD visit. So I go on a trip to UAD and um, I stay in the hotel downtown. It's just a regular hotel, the Poncho Train, you know, and I'm with Kev. <laughs> We had to talk shout about Kev. Shout out Kev. Motherfucker, the Philly. At the naked line drills he was doing in our hallway. Hey, that, that's what I was talking about, though. Hey. Uh, so I, I hear this. So Coach Bird's song, rest in peace, he was the coach of uh, Northwestern. And uh, I go on this visit, and it's just a regular trip. It's like, hey, here's the city and all that. It's just funny. He's like, man, thank you for coming, man. I know you're not going to come here, mm. but thank you for coming. We're going to use this. He's like, you can stay at the hotel, you know, your friends, you know, y'all can eat what you want, the food's there. And that's, that was it. Really? So I bring my friends up to the hotel. We hanging out. And all I kept hearing is, I'm like, something is just bass coming from next door. I open, I, me and Kev go outside and we just hope that somebody walk out or something and somebody walk out. It's Luke Skywalker, mm. Warren Sapp. <laughs> and I'm talking about this is like 93 and just the, it, it was like, I was wondering, did U D plan this? Cause if they did, it was good. It was dope, yeah, it was good right. job. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like it. Never seen, it was a live concert in Luke's room. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just I just never seen nothing. And I remember thinking, like, my mom and them was like, how was your trip, baby? How was this? I was like, yeah, it was good, you know. But <laughs> I don't think they never heard it to then. I can't even tell it like I want. But, yeah, right. so those were the schools that, That's dope. you know, that I looked at. So you end up in Michigan with the number one recruiting class, a lot of hype around your, your team, but off, not, not necessarily off the court, but outside of playing the style, the swag, the fashion, the cultural shift you guys brought to the game is something that will never, to me, it can't be duplicated. Because like I said, it's everything from here on out to me after it's kind of low-key biting. So where did those thoughts and, and, and ideas and how were you guys able to actually make it come to fruition? I mean, black socks, black shoes, baggy shorts, like that wasn't the style or that wasn't status quo. And you guys turned that all around. 
them black Barclays. Cold, right? I had to get them. That was the first real pair of shoes, like expensive pair of shoes my mom ever bought me. And I wore them bitches until my sock came out the bottom of them. What year was that? 94, 91, 91. 90, oh, 92, 93 was yeah. the year with the toe, the strap yeah, on the yeah, toe. Yeah, yeah, that was cold. Yeah, so I was like junior high, yeah. 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 Just was cold. Yeah. Dog, shout out to Jalen Rose, to Juwan Howard, Ray Jackson. Jimmy King. Texas hey, boys. Yeah, them Texas, them Texas boys crazy, bro. <laughs> I was hollering at Ray today. I mean, Ray, y'all, y'all really think different, man. Y'all, y'all, I love <laughs> it too. Y'all think different. Y'all think different, man. Hey, hey, that'll be the first one I call though, too. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just a blessing, dog. All it was was everybody brought their shit with them from where they came. Mm. That's that's all it was. Juwan, Juwan shouldn't be alive, man. <laughs> Even Chicago, where he is in Chicago, he should not be alive, dog. That's why you see him smiling and so happy, and that's why you see him about to kill a coach, you know what I mean? Yeah. He should not be here. You know what I mean? Those games were small to us. Yeah. No, you know, no, no not real. putting no shit on nothing, you know? The first AAU game I go to, a point guard, uh, trip we were taking, our point guard got killed the week before. You know, so we, we, we were in this state of mind, like, can't reach 18. Nobody liked Detroit. CIA put coke in Detroit. You know, you, all this stuff that you're thinking, man. And so being able to have someone like Jalen that I knew was, was crazy serious because we knew that we already had to fight a narrative in Detroit. And Ray and Jimmy coming from Texas, they already felt the same way. And Juwan from Chicago. So really, I remember the first time we all met each other was right in front of the dorms. I'd already met Jimmy because uh, McDonald's and Juwan and Jimmy but with Ray. And we started playing basketball. I went up to the seventh floor, turned the music on. And that's, that's like the first and the last thing I remember. Mm. You know what I mean? Whether it's the timeout, whether it's winning, whether it's this, whether it's somebody on ESPN today. That's how it started. That's the first. Because mm. it was real. Right. Like, 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 like how it's crazy to be sitting there with you after, you know, oh, getting trained with your ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's real. You can't right. even put in the words how sincere and real it is. So when we on there, we wearing long shorts just because we had cut off shorts. And when I grew up, you couldn't wear nothing tight because it meant you ain't have money. If I could see your socks and you was high water, it wasn't because it was your style. No, that was, that's all you happened. Pay you, me you down, know? that's what you could afford. Right, yeah. so we grew up with all these little things and we was like, you know, we wearing baggy shorts. Or, you know, Ray, Ray did the socks. He was in Texas. And the true story is, Ray was pissed because he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. And... Ray, you know, been thinking about transferring. And he came in with some Texas boys about to play Rice. And you know how it is. When you go into somebody else's town, you're going to show your ass for Got them. To. Right. Right. And so Ray bring these black socks in. And we like, what's that? He like, I'm wearing these. <laughs> and Jerome's like, you ain't wearing them. I'm wearing them. Then we got to go back to the mall, homeboy. And it's Ray's idea. We all, we all wore the black socks. And what was so, one thing that was dope about it, Coach, Fisher pulled me to the side after we won. And he was like, you know, y'all like the black socks? I was like, yeah, we like the black socks. We're going to keep wearing them. He was like, that's cool, except the only thing is, only y'all five should wear them or should everybody wear them? <laughs> right. Oh, that's team. a real question. I said, Coach, you, you right, man. And that was like another moment of the second year bringing us all together. It was like, you right, you know, because we were wrong about that. I mean, I'm glad we did it that way, truthfully, to make yeah, a statement like yeah, the world right. don't love us, but come on, y'all. You know, we right, can't keep family. this to ourselves, family. Yeah, family, so right. those, those brothers, man, that was, it, you know, those were some of the realest. That moment, that team, the Pistons team, the end of my career, 
you know, our relationship and others in sack, you know, those are the moments that I cherish the Stand most, out. those kind of crazy memories that had nothing to do right. with being on the floor. Actual hoop. Yeah. You guys did, you know, accomplish so much in, a, in, in such a short amount of time, you know, with all the accolades, big games, losses, like you said, the timeout. What is the one thing you take? Is it that moment right there? Is that the one when you say, when you look back, Chris Webber, Michigan, the Fab Five, what's the one thing that you hang your hat on, stands out to you, that is just that, that sums up that moment? Damn, man. Okay. Well, you got <laughs> good at this, lot. boy. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. Stack, I can't. I know. I don't think I could pick one. Yeah, that was a lot. I don't think I could pick no, one. You, you, but you, you, you putting a lot. You putting with a loaded question. culture. Yeah, it's a lot. Music. You putting personal situation. You putting music. You putting a whole culture just on y'all backs yeah. at that time. You know what I mean? Like that was a lot. And, and it, to me, like I said, it was a small. It was a two-year window. At the, to be real with you, yeah. you know what I mean? Because he was two and done. So to affect, to have a, a lifelong effect <clears throat> on culture as a whole when it pertains to basketball. You know what I mean? To have one of the greatest young teams in the history of the game, um, unfortunately fell short two years in a row. But like I said, you guys did so much for the game and for culture. That's why I was wondering, is there any one thing that sticks out or is just that whole moment is what it is? I think it's the whole moment, man, because there's so many things you do now. Like, they look, players will look at Rodman with two tattoos and be like, they ain't got no tattoos. Mm. But they don't realize at that day, it was like having a, a tattoo on your face. Right. You know what I mean? So it was the small things. Like, at that time, man, I felt like the world was changing. Like, even with little things like um, In Living Color was on TV. Early 90s, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, little things different. like that. So I definitely want us to take the credit, and we did it. But it was the energy of everybody. At that time, black people was coming up. You wasn't taking it no more. We saw all these other expressions all these other things. Like, I remember we won a game and, all, and we jumped on the scores table and did hip hop and ran, had the whole crowd doing it, right? I'm just doing it because I love hip hop and right. I want to feel like a rapper. Right. I want to I know how y'all do it. And I remember the criticism that came after. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when I really think about it, man, dog, I was 18 getting death threats, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm talking about fun, handfuls. For having fun, though. For having, for being you know, yourself. you ain't letting these five black guys, what these niggas up here doing. Like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, it, it was crazy, you know, to the point where I'm worried and now I got my boys from there coming, sitting by my parents again. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Now, but it's a different time, the web, too, not to cut you off, because it's common now because social media, any coward has a voice. But back then, they had to, like, really somehow get that shit. This is the early 90s, so it had to be, like, a handwritten letter yeah, or dude. phone calls. Take time. Or, you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, it had to, to really yeah. mean something. There, yeah. was more, there was more hate behind it. Yeah, yeah. And it make you, too, <laughs> you know, at that time, now, these are all good things because you can't have courage without fear. Right. So, so I'm not going to act like nobody wasn't scared of these times, but... I really have to thank our parents because your question, Stack, what, what got, it was, we were built for it. Mm. Like, how the hell I'm gonna cry about this when my father came from? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was built for it, you know what I mean? My mother, she like, when I went to Duke, she like, um, yeah, you like that? How, you like architecture, right, son? You like that architecture? I'm like, yeah, mom. She's like, a black man designed all of it. He don't get no credit mm -hmm. for it. You know what I mean? Like, they are, I, we were ready for it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's why it doesn't surprise me, J-O-T-V, now it doesn't surprise me other things, so. You know, I can't take one moment. I just take all of us. Yeah, it, it did a lot for us, Matt, because 
growing up, we like we watched y'all more than we watched the NBA because no we felt like we were y'all. Like these are five guys That's the best that come compliment. from the bottom. That's the best compliment. And and, and, and they supporting each other. And, and another thing, we talk about big three. You can never duplicate the Fab Five. We talking about big three right now. They talking about big three teams. Why ain't nobody talking about the Fab Five? Because you can't duplicate that. Yeah. It was, y'all was meant to be the cornerstone and, and the culture at that time, bro. You know what I mean? We appreciate it because it did a lot for us. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. The fact you said that you saw yourself in us, I promise you. That's why I used to be like at the game. I used to have tears in my eyes. Our mom was watching the game or, you know, even commentating. Like some of the reason and some of the ways I commentate is on purpose because I know what they said about yeah. us. We yeah. cut our hair. We cut our hair, dog. It's like my father always, you know, my father. My father, people think Jawan, my father's Jawan there. My father looked like Muhammad Ali, Jawan, Will Smith, like all that. <laughs> he had the same army haircut. And, and we like, we're going to make you cut your hair, pretty boy, you know. Mm. We go to the final four. You got to cut his hair ball. All of us cut our hair. And I remember the game, you know, my mother, she just says, you know, wow, it's messed up. You know, they said y'all look like thugs. But she wanted me to, to hear that. And we was like, oh, you... You want to see? You want to see what mm. this is on the court? Well, let's really show our ass today. So, we were built for it, and we had a lot of people, so many people support us, man, and give us that energy because it was a lot to carry. Maybe, maybe not. You really don't remember, but I remember the love. Though. Especially for your age, though. That's a lot to have on your shoulders. I got the pictures. My yeah. whole team: 94, 95, 96, state championship. All whole team, mm. ball head. Because mm-hmm. y'all yeah. did it. Don't. Big shorts, yeah. all no. that, bro. Hell Don't. yeah. Don't. So. Obviously, there's been talks, and since I feel like you're my big brother, I'm going to go ahead and ask you. The 30 for 30 doc came out. You weren't involved in it. Where did the Fab Five situation gone wrong, and is it righted today in 2021? Yeah, so I don't think the Fab Five situation ever went wrong. Okay. You know, like I said, I mean, I, I talked to Cassie. That was a great time. Right talk- on the outside looking in got yeah, it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I talked to cats too much. You know, they probably, if, they, if this was live, they'd be trying to text nine and mm-hmm. fuck up the interview. <laughs> but I would say that, I would say that the deterioration of me and j Rose's relationship mm. could probably have an effect on everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've always tried to be careful, but you're my brother and this, mm-hmm. we're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to be careful of how to talk about my relationship because... You gotta understand, I'm, I'm the oldest of five, so my mother taught me a couple things. If I'm fighting my brother in the street and a stranger try to break us up, Bump beat they the ass right. and get back to fighting. Beat the like, shit, ain't, out. Beat ain't the nobody, shit out of them. Like, how, do you, how the hell are you getting in our, you ain't know what I mean? We, we love each other, we fight. So that, that's one thing. And then just, it, it's not fair to say my side without someone there saying their side, and I feel like the whole time it has been a negative coming at me. Like, I felt like, damn, out of all, are people that hate me, are all the white people, are all this, are all that that's been trying to get me for years. You? You? Yeah. You? Yeah. That shit hurt me to my core, dog. I'm holding in tears right now, yeah. right? But I'm not perfect, I'm not saying that. So this ain't no sides or nothing. Right. This is just I'm on my brother's show telling you what happened. So with that, and I, I'm, a, I'm a big brother, so I know how to get out the way. Matter of fact, I get out the way too much. So. I just want people at the end of the day that are brothers to remember they don't love us. Mm. That's all. That's all. I I know they don't love me. 
And you yeah. can be a good man knowing they don't love you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My mother used to have a saying, you know, who are they to be equal to? Mm. Whatever, that, whatever that means. A basketball player for 40 years, just a businessman, who is he to be equal to? You know, we, we, you know, you know, so, you know, I was, you know, I was, I think that me being like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, things said you called time out on purpose. Things and it said, like, you lied in court, like. That would, that would hurt any real one with knowing that you righteous, with knowing that you don't do nothing to, to especially to your brother in that form. We, like you said, we not perfect, but in that form to initially hurt you as a brother, that should hurt, bro. How, how, and it's this song, uh, Stars, this is, it's a dope song, it's an old song in the 70s, I think, Enos, Jan, Jan, Enos, I don't know her name, but. Janice Joplin? Janice Ian. It's not Joplin, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She, but yeah, I, I, I'm probably chopping this girl name up, but she says, uh, how do you make amends without defending? Like, if I say to you, you know, Stack, man, you ain't never, you ain't, you ain't never come back and come to the point you address it. At some point, you're gonna have to be like, hey, dog, you know what happened, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm yeah, working on, I've been working on forgiveness, dog, because I want God to forgive me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like when he talks about forgive seven times, seven times, like I, it just clicked with me. It ain't forget that many times. It's that might take, that might, that might be how many times you got to forgive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you, I could be late again today. Like you have to forgive me again. You have to forgive me again. You know, mm -hmm. and I want God's forgiveness. I want forgiveness from my brothers. I want, yes, you know, sir. and so, but what I've learned is I can forgive you without fucking with you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you from a distance. Yeah. And I would tell you this, we brothers and I know it'll, it'll, I know, you know, again, we brothers. So, you know, but um, I've never said nothing about it. And I'm just like, you got the biggest media company in the world, yo. Biggest doc ever. I hope you own the story. Right. Mm. I hope you own that, cause, <sighs> that, but, but, but that's, but see, me being laid back, trying to be cool and not say nothing, that's God also saying like, okay, you better quit running from confrontation and tell your story, because you got a son coming up. You gonna let him think that's what it is? Yeah. That's why I got the book yeah. and the doc. Yeah. And I'm gonna inspire some motherfucking kids because I'm gonna really show you what it's like. Like, mm. I'm not embarrassed of what my father came from, yo. Right. I wouldn't be. be me without him. Right, and I have to, to let him know, like, this, this, let's go. Yeah. You right. know, my mother too, so if that inspires somebody else through the pain I already had, now it's, the, it's a lot of pain, but it's, you already had it. It ain't like, you know what I mean? So you might as well do something with it, you know? Inspire from it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, I can't wait to like, you know, tell a couple stories yeah, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been working on it for like, dog, yeah. we've been working on this for like eight yeah. years, man. The book is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I won't let nobody else write it. Ooh. I got two uh, great researchers. How I started writing the book, I had a stenographer come to the house in Malibu. Signed an NDA, wrote 10 of them, spit. Mm, Just emotional cool. vomit. Then I would look and be like, oh my God. Now let me go back and research. Then we would have a doc and we go into, now mm. while Peter's doing the doc, I'm okay. Can I interview you after? Okay, because mm. it wasn't like I had to do it by myself because right. I could follow this. And so, you know, I, I, you know it's, it's the toughest thing and, and the best thing I've ever done because you got to own up as a man too. Again, it ain't just, oh, this guy, this guy. I'm, 
I'm more at fault than anyone in this world. That's the way I start. Every that's, problem starts with me. That's the two things right there. See, that's well, deep. once you can be real with yourself, and what people don't understand is when you're forgiving somebody, it's not for them. Yeah, it's so you. you can let go and, and move out. on. Flat I don't. Out. I might not be involved with you. But I, might not, I might not hate you or be around you, but I just know how to move on without you. But and it's deep. that simple. And I love you from afar. Yeah, like, I love do it. You. But the deeper thing to, than that is being able to forgive yourself. Yeah. Because like you said, we not perfect, and that's a motherfucker. Forgiving yourself is a, like, to me, because I'm doing a doc too, and I'm seeing a bunch of amazing, I'm getting chills talking about it, seeing a bunch of amazing memories, photos of my mom when she was alive, her talking on the news for the shit happened to me, and just seeing all kinds of shit, but then thinking back on my past, like all the mishaps that have happened, like finding my part in it. And obviously it wasn't just me, but I played a part in it, and being able to forgive my part in the situation helps you forgive somebody else because it's everything starts here Don't give a fuck everything no one everything. everything starts everything. here so to be able to forgive yourself that's what i want now seeing how you kind of laid it out how dope is it kind of like coming across shit you forgot or seeing like great parts of your life like damn i forgot about that you know what's fucked up about basketball or sports we're taught to let that shit go now that's that's good everything has a flip coin well, stack you have we're yeah, 40 here. tonight, let that shit go, stack. Next you got the game tomorrow, you got yeah. She. But, you know, look. You ain't letting that go. Yeah, 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 can't celebrate. You got one night to celebrate. Yeah, they never yeah, say one yeah, night to celebrate. Yeah. And so with that, I put a lot of memories in the back. Not appreciating it. Living in the moment. And, and, and truthfully, I wasn't appreciating it, but it was not, not trying to appreciate it. It was... I got to keep living to get to a moment to collect these memories, to All sit down them. and say, thank you, God, I appreciate yeah, it. Sir. It's like, I got to keep going. Like, because the minute I sit and appreciate it, you're going to lose everything. It's going to go by. You, you know what I'm saying? But, but that's, that's fear. That, you know, we have to be taught that by generating, mm -hmm. you know, all that good stuff. So that's what I told y'all in the beginning. It's just been good this year being thankful, dog. Mm. Like, remember how crazy and all that you were, like, in high school? I think of what was my mind like with the Fab Five College High School? It was, I was just thankful, man, grateful. Like, I would have signed up for this. Everything we've been through, if you'd have yeah. told yeah. I'm like, what, that's it? Where I yeah. signed that? Yeah. <laughs> as me? hard as that, you know what I'm saying? So I just try to keep that focus, because when you're grateful, you have more patience, you, 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 you know, you're a little bit wiser, you're more aware. You know, for me, you, you calm it down a little bit. So yeah, man, that's, that's it's, it's been good. No, I appreciate that. you, because like I said, you, you don't talk. But like I said, me knowing you and seeing all this shit, I'm like, that's nah. Nah, nah, but the world thinks you what they that. see. And it hurt though, Matt, because you know a lot I mean? of times you just gotta keep living. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's hard to just keep living and knowing this what? shit out there about you. And yeah. what about when somebody come to you and be like, yeah, such and such, he said, nah, you don't even know, you're marked off forever, even when we get back or whatever, because <laughs> you're gonna try to, right. yeah. you know what I mean? Just, right. you know, so, yeah, man. While we in college, let me throw a name out there to you though, because y'all got a chance to play against somebody who raised me in the tournament, BJ Tyler. Remember that name? Yeah, I remember that name. <laughs> I, remember, I remember as a kid, man, watching y'all play them. We was always, always looking up to the Fab Five, but y'all got a chance to play Texas in the tournament. B.J. Tyler, point guard at Texas. You remember that? Dark skin, Fab? Yep. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I'm yeah. like, yeah, let yeah. me make sure. Y'all was drafted around yeah. the same, because he, he yeah. actually was left Philadelphia before y'all got traded there. Yeah, but he, he raised me, and I remember that's another that was a moment in my life of thinking about him putting a chance to play against y'all in the tournament was a big moment, bro, for our city. 
I hope we put it on him, though. Oh, yeah, y'all drove him. Hey, what up, y'all what up? drove him. What up, BJ? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, but you know what's crazy is when you say little shit like that, like I said, there are so many moments for other people that yep. they created just being them, like not even realizing like what the long-term effect or this is a big deal playing the Fab Five or I went up against Webb and blocked the shot or he dunked, you know what I mean? Like there's little moments like that, obviously with all of us, but you know, to have the career he had and, and, and be so impactful, it's just like, you leave a lasting impression on everyone Everybody. you come in contact with. Yeah. And only a, obviously there's gonna be some hate that comes with that, but there's a lot of admiration and love that come with it too. And unfortunately, I think as a society, we focus on the negativity too much. And that's what gets most of the energy instead of just kind of really realizing like, like you said, thanking God for all this amazing shit right here that's allowed me to live the life I'm living after basketball and do what I want after basketball and raise a family and all this kind of shit. And I think too often, like we don't get a chance to sit back and celebrate the great things we've been through and the joyous moments we've been through because it's always what's next. Man, fuck y'all show. I want to be on your on your son's show. You know what the I'm twins, saying? Yeah, yeah. His, his sons came up in my wedding and stole the show. It naked in the pool. It was babies, yeah. <laughs> they were little. While I'm dancing, I'm dancing on my wedding song. And here come they these came two on the floor, and they crawled on the floor, bro. And everybody say, oh, I take a picture of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Nah, him and his wife, literally, they were, they were dancing, and the twins come, they were babies. Babies, Come huh? crawling out on the floor. I don't know how they both got free at the same time. Yeah, right. Don't <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. But those <laughs> memories. Good have, yeah. yeah, but see, stuff like that, I'm going to break in their wedding and just, yeah, that's when that's yeah, when I'm me. I'm gonna be the MC break yeah, up, get drunk, yeah. and be like, "This is who you marry." <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Embarrassing. Yeah. Naked in your pool, peed in your pool, yeah. everything. Yeah. And you know, like I've, I've realized, like I'm definitely an introvert at times. And, and you know, we don't, you know what we do. So it ain't like yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. a mad scientist. But at the same time, I'm not in there being an introvert. Like, oh, I don't want. It's it's not that. It's if it's any love or somebody I know. Come on, let's let's get up. I just. Just don't like flying yeah. as much as I used yeah. to, man. You well, know. you know what's weird is I had two experiences, obviously one with you, and obviously I was you were in my life and still in my life, but seeing how you are as a person and how the world portrays you and then seeing how Kobe is as a person and seeing how the world portrays him. And I remember one time on the bus with Kobe, I'm like, yo, why don't you show the world this motherfucker? He's like, what you mean? I was like, who you really are? He's just like, I can't show the motherfucker. You know, motherfuckers this, you know what I mean? And then same thing with you. Like I said, one of your greatest things, but also, you know, your ability to kind of just, fuck, I'll just get out the way. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll remove myself instead of being like, no, nah, fuck it. It didn't happen like that. You know what I mean? But he got me thinking like, no, nah, I know Webb. I know the story. The shit didn't happen like that. But it's just like, if Webb's not going to say nothing, I'm, I'm going to sit back and keep smoking. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like yeah. you said, it's to know how dope you are as a human and everything you've touched and how giving you are and all this kind of stuff, it, it as a friend of yours and kind of like a little brother, like it just naturally bothers me when shit floats out you that's negative and it's not true. But that mm -hmm. keep me living. That keep me living knowing y'all mad. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. That's mm -hmm. why I'm cool. You, yeah. Cleves, people like that, watching y'all yeah. shows, seeing y'all, cause y'all defying it and breaking it. Like the worst, the worst time of my basketball life, dog, wasn't the time out. That, that was with you in Philadelphia. <sighs> I was I was telling Q uh, before uh, before the man that Philly run was tough. Man, to talk about you, dog, like I get inspired because we all do things, but you making it where you from? You doing this? You going through what you going through now? Mm -hmm. I've never gone through nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Talking about being lonely, working with the court system. So, dog, I'm praying for you. I've cried for you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like so, we that strength. I'm telling you, like I, I take I take it from y'all. I steal all good energy. Mm -hmm. I, I swear to y'all, like how y'all doing this. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like, what, what you gonna do, man? You know what I'm saying? So that inspiring. But my, we in Philly, man, and I don't even know if I really don't even know if you if you really 
really, I don't even know if you really understand that it's the worst time of my life I get traded. Sacramento, this was funny. I had a no trade clause. <clears throat> I was telling him. He was telling me about this. I'm going to tell, tell you. I didn't so, know the detail. You give me the detail. I'm stubborn. Though. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I don't like, like Michigan State taking a picture. I'm not going to come with you. No. Yeah. So after all these years, I signed back with Sacramento. I want to be there. I could have been traded to the Lakers. Could have gone. Uh, this one, uh, David Robinson had his back hurt. Yep. And they was going to put Dave in and have me start with Tim. This is what I was told. Pop mm-hmm. was my uh, assistant uh, growing, uh, in Golden State my rookie year. Mm-hmm. And we're in Dallas, and we used to just, we punked. Like, Dallas, we, we only, we wanted the Lakers. Like, we didn't even take Dallas serious. They were great, but we, they weren't even close to them. So I'm in Dallas, I get a phone call from Jeff Petrie, and he's like, hey, Chris. I'm like, hey. No GM has ever called me on my phone before. I this is the even... beginning of a road trip, too. They let us pack for a long-ass road trip, too, remember? <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot that. So... I'll never forget, because it's one of my favorite hotels. Um, Crescent, Crescent Court. Crescent Court. Crescent yeah. Court. Man, yeah. man, man. We didn't, nice, right? we didn't blew the key burgers. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we didn't blow the roof off that hotel, though, as much weed as we yeah, didn't hey. smoke in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I'm at the Crescent, and they're like, uh, Chris, and this slick how he put it on me. He goes, um, Philadelphia really, is really trying to trade for you. I said, what y'all say? He's like, well, you know, we're interested, whatever. I said, so let me get this straight. You the GM, you calling me, the guy that you begged to come here, mm-hmm. and because I have a trade clause, you didn't call my agent because you know I get emotional and you, you know who I am. He said, yeah. I said, so you think I want to come back? He said, mm-hmm. no. I said, fuck y'all. Hung up the phone. Call AI. I'm talking about, I don't even know how I got his number. I don't, I don't even know. I had to be within five minutes. It had to literally be in five minutes. Maybe my agent or somebody called. It was like, yeah, his mom going to cook for you, this and that. And I was like, mm. I'm gone. Like, it, it wasn't even no other conversation. I was so hurt. If I had to do it all over again, I probably would have said, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would have said, you know what? Yeah. Nah. Um, nah. <laughs> I'm, you know, good. I'm good. But I, cause I, and what was so dope, man. This was so dope. Bobby Jackson, Bibby came in the room. We prayed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I went out, just had drinks, and I just, I, and what was, so me and Matt get traded. We're in a hotel. The game is in three days against Sacramento. We get traded to Philadelphia. Philly, and they're Sacramento to comes and plays us. So we were, yeah, we were supposed to go, that was part of our road trip, was go, to go to Philly on this road trip we had packed for. So Dallas was just the first stop. And we were there, and I'm telling you, man, the Philly organization, Actually, there's some really good people because they still send me things like I've been there. I love them. That was the worst time ever. Oof. You practice at a college. You have to pay for parking, pay to have your clothes washed. Not things you got it, but you just like, this is this a team. Yeah. The team is so bad. I'm like, AI, you've been doing this? Dog, you know how now it's rest management. He got them... Uh, AI call it half a head. He, he got them running... Uh, uh, Jim O'Brien. Yeah, he got them running sprints. Uh, um, shoot around. Hey, uh, Andre Iguodala, Lou Will. I'm like, no, hey, I'm like, no. I'm like, the NBA is not like this, y'all. It's, it's terrible. I remember one practice, a coach tells Matt, Matt shoots a, a, a brick. Coach tells him, Matt, don't you ever shoot the ball again. Am I lying? No, it's Mo Cheeks. Fuck Mo Cheeks. But go ahead and tell the story. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I wish we said that. Yeah. But he says, don't you ever shoot the ball again. 
And we was like, no, that ain't cool, man. Like, everybody on this team, we work hard. Like, we, mm -hmm. you shoot it. So that's whatever. why I had hired your shooting coach. Remember, I wasn't playing. Like, yeah. I was, and Webb kept me off the edge. Like, I'm, I'm going to go play football, fuck basketball, I'm done. And he was the one that was inspiring me. Man, you got so many years ahead of you, this, this, and that. But go ahead. Yeah, so he get the shooting coach. He do all this. So to make a long story short, Matt get traded. I mean, Matt get traded. I forgot who you were No, with. I went to Golden State. Oh. Yeah, remember the Golden State game we played in Golden and State, and we cheering I, for you on the side. I'm remember? cheering for him. Like, don't shoot it, Matt. Walk up three. <laughs> yeah. Don't shoot it, Matt. Walk up three. How many threes you hit? Was it a record? Seven. 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 But Mo was talking shit the whole time, and I hit. I hit for like. Remember, and then we drove up the sack after the game. We was having fun, but Mo Cheeks was talking shit the whole game, and I ended up hitting for like 28. I hit like six or seven threes, and it was so vindicating because of that situation. Like this dude told me in prayer, it was a practice, and I was wide open. I just missed the shot. And I literally had hired his shooting coach because I wasn't playing, so I wasn't the type of motherfucker that was complaining. I was just working to hopefully get a shot. And he was so caught up in still trying to be cool and funny and not being a coach that, like, I wanted to whoop his ass. I still don't fuck with Mo Cheeks to this day because of the, his bitch assness in Philly. But, Mo Cheeks yeah. is the reason why I think I belong in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that was a tough time, man, like I said, because... What well, we're gonna get to what you did in Sacramento, I guess, but it's that was just a that's like when we became family, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're stuck in the in the Phoenix hotel, the Phoenix. That's definitely when I became your family because I love you. You my young boy. I didn't know he was gonna get traded, and that was the worst season. I think I drank more than I ever drank. Or, Wanted to leave the league, you know what I mean? It was and he depressing. was riding right with you. Oh, oh riding right with me. Right right. I'm talking about, it wasn't even no happy drinking. It was, <laughs> man, we got to go to practice tomorrow. Uh -huh. and, and what was crazy about all that is that the best time of my life, dog, or the best times we had there was after we go to the game and your mom and me Remember and my her. mom came in there and got drunk. Me and your mom, me and his mom, two yeah. good times, man. And... Uh, it was right before you found out what she, she was, was doing. Sick, yeah. and we had some real talks, like, well, you over there, we not thinking of you. And she's telling me about your childhood and telling me how she loved you and telling me uh, you funny and hardhead. And I was asking her, did you get in trouble when you was little? She'd be like, yeah, he's mischievous. She told me about one party this dude had where she was like, I don't know, she told me about what your pops did, but you was charging motherfuckers to get in the backyard and selling weed or something at the same time. And she was like, she was like, I realized how much he made. And I was like, you ever think he made it to the league? She was like, I thought he played football. He was always a hard worker. But me and her had some, me and her had some wonderful times, man. And that's why you're a real one, because of your parents. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Or, or the people that right. was with them Absolutely. that put it into it. But she, she in our times there was was the bright spot, dog. Cause yeah. besides that, it was, it was us too. It was cloudy, it was same thing. He caught a little bit else. of the we believe shit right before she died. It was the same thing. You it say was, you speak about his mom in front of my mom. She yeah. instantly breaks down because it's, you, you meet very few people in your life. Yeah. Well, they instantly yeah. affect you like yeah, that. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she affected all of them yeah. like that. Yeah. I miss them, man. I, I miss them. I, I wish I'd known you when you were younger, you know. Oh, you was live. I fought so much, my mom had to come be the yard duty at my school. Like, that's how much it was just, that's just what it was. But <laughs> Can you imagine her two raising a black son? Yeah. Mm. How strong she had to be. Yep. Right. Everyone you know used to I mean? think we were adopted. Right, right. <laughs> she, ain't, right. She, wasn't, she ain't no punk. You can't yeah. be a punk oh, and no. have kids like that. Yeah, that's no. why I get strength from all that, man. I just... Well, let's get back on track. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. you did what you did at Michigan. First pick in the draft. You think you're going to play with Shaq in Orlando, and you get traded for Penny. What's going through your head? I ain't never been to Cali. What's going on in Cali? Uh, Tim Hardaway there? Oh, you got the crossover. Chris Mullen? 
Spree, mm-hmm. Billy O, I was geek. Spree too, and Billy O. Yeah, I, I was geek. About Billy, oh, yeah, I was Billy geek. O. I was yes, geek, yeah, sir. Billy O. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was. It, it wasn't no time to be, you know, it wasn't no time to think about it or be sad. It was live. It was Detroit I won. It's so crazy, the ride I was on, I won three state championships, two in that arena, and just called the timeout, come off like the worst moment. You know, I go home and my mom, dope story, she has a, um, it's like two days, I'm at home, and I'm, you know, down, getting her food, her cooking, getting spoiled, I love it, whatever. And you know, my father, he ain't saying nothing, he gonna let me, you know, get out my thing. And so my mother come in like, um, you see this license plate that said timeout. She's like, yeah, I'm putting it on my car. I was like, why would you do that? She was like, what? But, but, but the devil meant for bad? God meant that for good. We're going to inspire some people. We're about to start mm-hmm. this thing. Blah, blah, blah. And she, you know, a teacher in Detroit. Only a way a mom can do it. Only oh, a mom can do some shit like oh, that. Oh, she said it off in Detroit on this. Yeah, my baby called time. I wish your baby do. Tell him it's going to be okay. Like, it was just, <laughs> I would go speak. It was, it was actually one of the best things ever to mm. go give your pain to people and let them think their pain was nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know my pain for a minute to raise somebody's thought, just for 30 right. seconds. Right. Before, you know what I mean? yep. Yeah, and so that made me feel good. So once I went home, you get down, you know, uh, a lot of people support you. Like I get a letter from the president, you get a letter from like Jackie Jordan, Kersey, her shoes. So you know people loving you and it wasn't much hate or at least I couldn't feel the hate because right. it was no <clears throat> social media. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, being down and then 30 days later when they announced my name on that stage, mm. number one pick up. It was the most nervous. I remember trying to be cool and holding a piece out. My hand was shaking. I just remember being like, man, God, you're great. Like, Damn, right? It just, just a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? And I promise you, never, never since that moment on stage had I ever thought about the time out like, oh, you, right. you know what I mean? It was just, yeah, fuck it. I, yeah, dog, I, I really, I really wouldn't, I really wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that moment, uh, that was that was that was the moment. Yeah, That's getting dope. drafted. And so I was more geeked about, you know, I had a party that night. Everybody, I don't know how everybody at the party had Golden State's hat, hats. That was dope about Detroit. The draft started at seven. There wasn't no stores open. I don't know how they got all those. Everybody had them on. Everybody had Golden State hats on. That's but dope. That's, yeah, that's the love I remember. So the what's Fox your first time. taste of the Bay? Because we had a fucking blast out there. What was your first taste? It's a whole, because people don't understand unless you really, the Bay is a whole different world in itself. The Bay is the the Bay is the West Coast Detroit to me. Okay. The Bay is the West Coast Detroit. Shout out to Forty and them. Like I, as soon as I get there, I just see the Bay. Short Forty, uh, <laughs> rapid Forte sign. Give me a hat. Like I was, I just jumped in. I was, I was part of the community. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it welcomed you though, because that's how we were. Like we yeah. jumped right in, and they loved us. Oh man, <laughs> I love Oakland to this day, the Bay Area and everything. So when I got there, it was cool, man. But we first practiced Tim Hardaway. Tear his knee up. Um, I had apodectomy, all this other stuff. So the year got started off slowly, but those were straight up the loudest fans that, mm. you know, Sacramento on. too. But those, yeah. that Bay, those two, some yeah. of the loudest fans. Yeah. So you're in the league now. Um, <laughs> you had a historic, or just something that's one of the most amazing plays still to this day when you went behind the back and dunked on Barkley. Uh, your rookie year. Yeah, Take yeah. us back to that, because like, we got to definitely make sure we edit that and get the full range. Like, what was going through you? I mean, Barkley's probably someone you looked up to, one of my favorite players at the time. You went behind the back and dunked on his ass. Did you have your shoes year. on at the time? I did. I had David Robinson's. Oh, on. David Robinson. Yeah, I was, I was mad because I wanted the Barkley's. Yeah. Barkley's my favorite player. Mm. He came to my high school. I met him. I was like, when I saw him, you know, I don't know who the first NBA or professional sports player you see, but when you see him, you're like, okay. 
You know what I mean? Because I thought Barkley was like. You size him up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? And so I mean, he's my favorite player. I try to dunk on people every time. Spree get the outlet. I used to love playing with guys. I hate playing with point guards that wouldn't throw it up. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Spree would always throw it up. And my father, my father and all my boys was at the game. So I flew everybody in because my father, you know, I'd be like, yeah, Barkley gonna get you tonight. That's all he kept saying, you know, putting it in my head. <laughs> Barkley gonna get you, all my boys. So I, I, I don't even know. I used to always go behind the back. And Barkley told me he was trying to foul me because I couldn't shoot free throws. So when I went behind the back and I got him, the first thing I do is look up to my pops. My pops, my hero. You know what I mean? Like what now? Like who else you got for me to slay down here? You know all my boys up there. Crazy. So yeah, it was it was uh, yeah man, that was shit, that was the best moment. And then Nike let us do a commercial that we freestyle. Yeah. I mean we the commercial literally took 15 minutes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was yeah, that was that was a good moment. That's dope. <laughs> that felt good. That's dope. So you end up winning. Rookie of the year, your, 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 your rookie year. Um, tell me what transpired that offseason because I've, I don't know if I've ever heard of a rookie of the year winning rookie of the year and then. Traded. So I, after I called Tom out, I didn't go to none of my agents' meetings. You know what I mean? I was like, so part of the reason why I didn't go play with Shaq in Orlando, he tells me, is because. So after I called the timeout, I was like, I got movie offers, all this. I was like, I don't want nobody liking me because I fucked up. <laughs> I'm about to go work out. So I didn't go to the to uh, where they were filming blue chips. And every day after practice, Penny was out there, diamond blue chips, you know. And Shaq was like, man, I played with him. We was out there playing every day, you know. I, I went and got him. And so with so after that, I wouldn't go uh, do any interviews, or I didn't interview agents. I just said whatever. Mom, Dad, pick the agent. So I knew they were gonna, you know, interview, and they went with. Uh, Duffy and, um, uh, shoot, he gonna buy, man, shoot. Aaron Good, Aaron Good, yeah, yeah. They went with Duffy and Goodwin, but they broke up. Mm -hmm. So then I went with Bill Strickland, this man, Falshaw Irwin. Falshaw Irwin, never been an agent. He was just a CPA. It's a smart cat, mm -hmm. give him a book, he read it all. So a rookie year, they say, man, what we gonna do is, you're gonna sign the largest contract ever, but we're gonna give you an out after the first year. They said that. It's a risk because if you get hurt, you'll have a whole guarantee because the option is yours. It's five years, 75 million at the time, you know, 15 years, 75 million. So it's a great guarantee. But, you know, we really doing this so you can opt out. So I win rookie of the year, mm. I opt out my contract. So I tell Shaq all the time, thank you, homie, because I, I, I used to get it quietly, just waiting until Shaq re up. I could time my time it right out to him. So. A little bit of the beef with what Don Nelson had with me is because he felt I had too much control over money. Because I could, I could, who rookie of the year this year? Anthony Edwards? Mm -hmm. Just imagine yeah. if they could sign a new deal and get oh. Steph money. Right. Yeah. After one year? Right. That ain't right, you know right. what I mean? So anyway, that's what it was. I opted out my contract. So when I opted out my contract, he went to the owners and said, listen, is this kid, I'm telling him, he ain't supposed to be thinking like this. He only thinking about the money, mm. you know, blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to go back to Golden State bad. Like, my homies, Mullen, I, I moved to where Mully lived because I wanted to follow everything he did. Spree, I mean, Billy O took me to buy my first car. Like, I, I came home one time, my lights was out because I didn't I ain't know how to pay the bills. Yeah. Billy O had to show me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. these are my brothers. I want to be there. I, I only play for the Fab. I'm thinking everything's going to be like this. 
And then, you know, it was just the smear campaign, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I, I know y'all know Love Nelly. He cool? No, nah, I had a similar okay, situation. He does. We all have different... Yeah, I have a similar situation okay. with you, so... I, I, Nelly, he did a lot for me as far as I didn't see the game the way he did. I didn't know it was going to turn it today. And he allowed me so to handle the ball and all that. But, you know, when it comes to control and things like that, he really... He gets nervous, and so he, he, he does things that fear do, push people mm -hmm. away. And so I told the owners, mm -hmm. I told the owners, I was like, please, I want to play here. They was like, no. And then my, my, my agent was like, man, quick, what? Did you know you can go sign someplace, a one-year deal now? And I was like, okay. And my dumb ass went to the worst team in the league to go play with Juwan. <laughs> <laughs> Juwan didn't even know I was coming. Yeah, yeah I was just like, where'd Juwan get drafted to? I'm going I'm over going. there. So that's, that's how Golden State happened, man. I Ooh. had an opt-out after the first. You signed a one-year deal with the, uh, with the Bullets, or you signed a long-term? Or did you? One, one year. year. So no more in the NBA can you sign a long-term deal with the out after the first mm -hmm. because of what uh, my lawyer did. And you can no longer sign a one-year deal because I signed two one-year deals with Washington. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trying to wait to get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you get to Washington. You got Jawan there. You got She there. You got uh, Strick there. She came the next year. Yeah. She, the following year, right? Yeah, yeah. He was drafted. I mean, that seems like a cool ass team too. They should have kept us together, man. I love Chocolate City. I loved it. I got into black art there. I got into politics somewhat there because it was right there. People you could just talk to. But yeah, it wasn't like you got to be smart. No, it's just people you talk to and figure it out. So I, I love DC. I was always on. I, you know, I had to ask C's, is that, is, is that why Biggie wrote that about Howard Homecoming, you know? We had a great time up there, man. But they just didn't believe in us. We were a young, we were a young team, man. If they would have kept us together. We lost to that Bulls team, mm -hmm. that 72 wins Bulls team, in three games by seven points in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. In one game, they had to hit it at the last second yep. shot. Not that we were going to be that good, right, but still. that next year, yeah, well, they should have kept us together. Yeah. Touch on... Like I said, I think you guys had such a huge crossover. Your time in, with, with these music artists, you, you know, Big and C's, I know you're close to C's still. Nas just wins a Grammy. Talk to us about that crossover between sports and music, because you were right in the mix during your time. Well, you guys know, I mean, we all come from the same place, so we're going to have the same things in common, you know what I mean? And so growing up, you know, so I'm 16, 89, and that's, you got, you know, hip-hop's in this little bit of peak. And so growing up, I remember me and Jay Rose used to write rhymes in class and pass them back to each other. Everybody wanted to hoop, want to be a rapper, vice versa. After I left college, uh, KG from Naughty by Nature, shout out to KG, he's a crazy sports fan and we were just cool. I would just go to his house in New Jersey every summer, man. I'd go to his house in New Jersey, shout out to his parents, his family. They would just let me stay there. He had a studio. I mean, I could stay there for days and no one come bother you or bother you, you know what I'm saying? And in that time, I learned how to make beats. Like, he had Johnne, that group, Johnne in the basement. Mm -hmm. And I remember just watching him, like, just make beats or, you know, other groups, RL, all these other groups that he had. So making beats that just let me, like, after games and shit, come back and wind down. And then it just takes you to where you meet a couple people that you like-minded you know, you have a real relationship with and maybe, you know, maybe they hear some shit. So with Nas, it was just, he was just somebody I admired from afar. I love his rhymes. When we met, I was like, uh, you know, we're not gonna be cool. Cause you know, you know, it's just not that type of party. Like go and do your thing, I do mine. We became close. And um, he was just hearing some beats and he was like, yo, I'm put that on. I, mm. I, you know what I mean? And for me, 
it's, it sounded cool. I'm being calm about it, but at that time, I mean, it's still one of the biggest accomplishments of my oh, life to have a you know song, Blunt Ashes, and then have um, Surviving the Times on this other album. So for me, somebody to make beats and listen to music all the time, grew up in Detroit where music is that. It was it was just dope being a part of it. So mm-hmm. at Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Take me back to the, because you were at, you were up on stage at the, was it the Source Awards with the with the East Coast, West Coast shit? That was yeah. a young ball head of you up there, right? Yeah. With uh, yeah. you and who else was up there? It was you. I, it's messed up, too, because I come on with Puffy and Faith right after right. Suge lay it down. Right. So you want to be all in the videos. You know? yeah. And I come up stacked like I'm, I come up, I'm wearing black like I'm part of Bad Boy. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was dope that night because Big and them was sitting right here and, you know, he would, you know, at this time pass back Cristal or Blunts. It was just, it was... To me, it was... It was the Source Awards, right? The Source Awards. Yeah, to me, it was... Going in the Source Awards. Crazy, yeah. right? It, it was oh. like when Vince Carter was at the dunk contest, dog. When Vince did the dunk in 2001, mm-hmm. that's what it was like. All of Wu-Tang was sitting on one aisle. Uh, all of Death Row was in the was in the middle. I mean, this is when Death Row came out in the cages with, you know, yeah. Lady of Rage. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, oh, that's when MC8... That's when DJ Quick was looking right at MC8 the whole time he was rapping... Isn't it G? Because the G ain't in you. Like, it was yeah. just beef. I mean, Mob Deep was beefing with uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony at the time. Yeah. And I'm a fan. So yeah. I'm in the back. I'm just, I'm just watching. All kind of shit going oh, on. Man. All kind of guns falling on the floor. Everybody <laughs> got on bulletproof. It was so crazy because I'm thinking, like, 
who in the world let this happen? Like, it, I didn't yeah. see one security guard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> people doing the show, people just walking up, but it was the dopest show. I always go over my boys and be like, I, I don't know a hip hop show that was doper than that. But yeah, it came out. And um, that was the whole East Coast, West Coast beef, Snoop. Y'all ain't got no mm-hmm. laugh at Snoop, dog. Right. <laughs> Snoop was hard. Hey, for Snoop to do that there, though, that was, they were booing him, too. In that, New that York, was hard, yeah, man. that shit was hard. I mean, me growing up West Coast, I'm strictly West Coast. The only, I didn't listen to Jay at the time. The only East Coast person I listened to was, was I, I wasn't, it wasn't Wu-Tang, no, it was big. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to, so to see what the West Coast was taking out there, I was like, oh, shit. And then all of a sudden, you look back on the old film, I was like, oh, shit, that's Webb right there. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, looking like. <laughs> right, like a deer in the headlights, yeah, yeah, like yeah. shit. Yeah. Big and dice effects, that's what I was jamming from the East Coast. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, from Washington, uh, you get traded uh, for Mitch Richmond. Um, take us through that process of, you know, feeling like, again, you, you wanted to be somewhere. You wish they would have kept you together. You're starting to learn the business of basketball. You're shipped off to Sacramento. I found out uh, at a store. It was during the playoffs. I didn't even know you could be shipped off during the playoffs. They didn't call my agent and didn't, uh, didn't tell us. It was, it was, they were trying to punish me and send me away to like purgatory. That's what I felt. Because mm. at the time, Sac was the only place in the league I'd ever been where the coach let you drive to the game and drive home. You know what I mean? Like everything, it was like, no, we trying to get out of there as fast as you. Not because of the people, but because of the basketball environment. Like you don't know a lot about it. It's not much history. And so I didn't want to go to SAC. I thought it was the worst thing. I was questioning God. And then, you know, it's good when you have good people in your life, but it's messed up too. Because my mom, she's just nonchalant. She's like, oh yeah, this must be the place God got for you, baby. It's the home for everybody. She was just so, I was like, man, you don't know who. You can't even argue about yeah, it. Yeah, same right. thing with high school, though. She right. always right, you know? So yep. I'm on the plane, man. It's this little lady next to me, and I'm over, well, I'm looking out the window, and all I see are these fields. And I swear, I just start, tears just start mm. coming. I'm, I'm obviously crying, but I'm not crying. It's just tears. I'm like looking at this lady, and it's just tears. And I'm thinking, like, man, it's going to be the worst thing for me. And then, you know, after that first practice, I saw that man, Jay Will, bro. My brother called me on the way to White practice. He's like, you know, like, he's like, God, I got something for you here, man. Just, just listen, be open, be humble. Like, don't fight it, you know? So I go to practice. I'm like, I'm not going to fight the first one, even though I get to practice three days late. I'm not going to come to the first one, but when I get there, I won't fight it. <laughs> and then it comes this loud mouth, hey, shout it! What's up? Jay Will just loud. He just loud. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, who this guy, man? And he come in, the first thing, he just, he's dribbling the ball with the weights on his hands. You know what I mean? He's doing all that, and he's just handing the rock. And then we get into the first play of the first uh, three on two, and he hit a dude on the other side. And I'm like, well, let me see what happened. We come back on the two on one. I'm like, oh, it's something, something. Something different. Real. Then we go outside. He playing somebody from Florida hip hop that ain't mainstream, but you got to know hip hop to this. Right. I'm like, man, who, who is this kid, man? And then, man, he became, you know, one of, one of the closest shot. players. Yeah, yeah man, I, I love playing with him. He, you know, I love Jay Will, man. Yeah, he cool dude. I remember. I mean, that's kind of when you came into my life from a standpoint of like, I'm a Lakers fan growing up, Fab Five fan growing up. But then you came to Sacramento, where I'm at. I'm like, because Sacramento basketball was terrible up to that point. I'm like, damn, we got C. Webb, and then, damn, we got we got Jay Will too. And then you got, you know, you got Bobby Jackson, you got Doug Christie, like Peja. You guys start building a squad. I'm like, okay, they got something here. So how long do you feel like it took you guys to get that chemistry? Because you said once you stepped on four, you saw it instantly with Jay Will. One, one, we played San Antonio the first game, and I watched it for something. 
a little while ago, and it was the first game everybody was on. Like, I, I don't think it took that long. I remember delivering pieces with Jay Will. We made the playoffs for the first time in like 10, 11 years, and it looked like a college game because people were camping out for a playoff team. Because there ain't shit to do out there. And me and Jay took the pizzas there, you know. But, but you, and you're right, it ain't, it ain't much to do out there, but it is. And that's why I fell in love with Sack because I was like, these are the first motherfuckers that accept them. Oh, they love you. They love and, and when they did that, but you know how it is, Stack. When somebody put their, you know, it's like, if you want to trick me, just act like you love me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. easiest way, because I'm like, oh, this what it is, Sack? This is what it is? And y'all cowbells, y'all weird, got sign lady. This this what y'all want? There. This what y'all want? So I found a home there, man. They like, love that's, 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 Remember when you, you thought about leaving, they wanted to mow your lawn. They was ready to do yeah. anything for, like, Webb was the savior, yeah, you know, that came to Sacramento. They, it was... <laughs> It was for real. So yeah. you guys had some nice runs um, getting going. Obviously, you know, face the Lakers, um, lose, and then get them in the Western Conference Finals. Take us through that Western Conference Finals series because there was a lot of shit that went on, uh, particularly game six. And then, you know, they go on to win and sweep New Jersey. To me, that was, that was your guys' championship. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I know we're going to get a lot of flack for talking about this, but I just, I want to say this. Everything I'm going to say, I'm going to say and stand by. But we didn't win the championship, so I'm not making that as the excuse. But we got cheated game six. No question. It's just, it's just no question. And people that say we didn't and don't watch the game, I don't even have time to talk to you. Right. I even said one time coming down, the fix is in. Nobody play defense. (laughs) Foul. Bet you play defense next time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't... It wasn't the same as it is today. Everybody loved Denver today. Uh, this nice team playing, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't the same. You could, you could, you know, I've seen the podcast. I've gone down the rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go there because I love the league, and I do believe that that was the one game by one bad guy probably or something. Like, I don't even really want to know, truthfully, what happened. So I, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. But I remember in the locker room after that game, I said to the team, in my life, it's the first time I ever felt cheating in my life. Mm. And watching the game, I know what happened. And, you know, should have made our free throws game seven. But I can't lie. I was, it was after game six, I, it was like they took my heart, man. It was like, I was like, yeah, if, if we can't, like, y'all see what it is. Well, you should have, I mean, you guys were, uh, you know, a tip away from going up 3-1. You know, I mean, you guys was about to go through up three one against Kobe and Shaq's team. Mm-hmm. You know, and me, I mean? and me and me and Kobe talk about it. Me and Shaq talk about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Y'all had and they would say the exact same thing, except we should have won Game Seven. Right. right. <laughs> if you, you talk that shit, you win Game Seven. You right. know, that's Kobe. You right. know, you will talk that well. You will. Like, all right, okay. And he's right. Right. But you know, but there's the but. <laughs> I like the style of play you guys brought to the league. Uh, you know, Don Nelson was an innovator. Uh, we were talking about this before the show, but to have two passing bigs with the, the IQ and the vision that you and Vladi had and a bunch of shooters and, and, and a few playmakers around, you guys captivated basketball uh, with your style of play. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Buying in. You know, Coach Carrill told me when I came there. He Coach Carrill. Like, mm. He was like, and Coach Carrill a real one. Mm-hmm. He a real one. He would, like, bring you a beer at the back of the bus and be like, you mad at us, huh, Chris? I'm like, nah. He's like, you want to be on the post, huh? You want the ball? He's like, I need you to play this way. Mm-hmm. He's like, you make people better. Continue to make people better. I was like, all right, coach. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. We had guys that could play. So 
it's easy to get a triple double. You hand it off to Stack Jack or you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, be selfish for yourself to make everybody else, you know what I mean? And so I think it was all of us wanting to play. I think it was the work ethic. I think it was dudes like Doug Christie, Bobby Jackson, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think about how hard Doug worked every day in practice. You know what I mean? I think about the spirit of our bench and how we were. So I think it was, dog, we really cared for each other and we wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And we, we knew that was the only way we could win with big old Diesel and mm-hmm. Kobe over there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but you're right, we were, that year, we was killing. We was killing New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, right, no oh, question. oh. There's I no question. You guys had that. the best record in the league that year. Yeah. How good were the Lakers? One of the best teams ever, mm. period. One of the most dominant, one of the best teams ever. One of the best coach teams ever. You ever have a coach talk to y'all and get y'all calm or, or work with y'all mentally before a game? I haven't. Let's feel. I, I mean, turn the lights off. And Incense, let me get some... little noises. We just sit here before we watch film, and yeah. it was all some other shit. I mean, come on. I mean, even if you look at, like, you know, Shaq calling the others, teammates, you know, but just how, you know, and you've had to play that role. You know how tough of a role it is to do your job in a Fisher-type role or in a... Uh, who, who else? Samaki, you and Samaki, Samaki, sorry. If I ever see you, Samaki, uh, Samaki dancing after they won the championship. Uh, anyway, so I, I, I want to play against Samaki. I want to come out of retirement just to go one on one with Samaki, but that's just uh, in my head. But they were stacked, they won the best teams because from their bench to everybody on their bench, they all knew their role, man. That's why they, you know, ain't nobody go rogue. Ain't nobody try to get one for themselves. Rick Fox ain't try to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So with that team, man, they they, they were one of the toughest to ever play because you got a double shot. And I, I don't care what nobody say, Cole still was one of the coldest because he would check your best player. And come down and get you 30. After going 0 for 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Confidence the same. Can't take them out the gun. We, I was on the team where they was on their way to a four-peat. And we stopped them in San Antonio and ended up winning the championship. But that team was special, man, because I remember what, how Kobe was wheeling them back into the series by himself. You know, Tim had basically took Shaq out that year. But Kobe was just, just wheeling themselves back into the game by himself. And I knew they was trying to get that fourth championship. You know what I mean? They was playing like it. But that team was one of the best teams i ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So we get – you guys fall short in Sacramento. Um, we discussed earlier the trade to Philly. Um, and then after that, you hit a few. You get a chance to go home. Talk to us about the Detroit situation before you uh, hung it up. Best locker room I've ever been in. Mm. Who was in that? Who remind us who was in that locker room? She, Chauncey, Rip, Rip, Tayshawn, Dale Mc, Davis, McDice, McDice, Eldon Campbell. Huh? Was Eldon there? No, uh, Max Zill. Max Zill. Yeah, okay. Max Zill. It was the best team ever, man. Mm. Just because we all were old. It just was no bullshit. <laughs> there was no bullshit. Right. It was, let's it's get in bad. and out of practice. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, I got tape. So he, I don't know if you know Freeze. Uh, in, in Vegas, Nas made him jump in the pool. Oh, naked. yeah, yeah, big fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so we would bring our boys stack, like, two on two. I'm talking about guys getting off work from the factory. I got two of them coming. And Rip got two. Everybody got two. And we betting on our boys to win. We videotaping it. <laughs> Joe D, their favorite player, is sitting right here watching them. We got somebody take a score. And sometimes you might just have somebody come in and chin. So yeah. 
We get out of practice early every day because we got a bracket of our teams. Of your homeboys playing hey, each other. Freeze is playing with his with his girlfriend. <laughs> she can hoop. Nice. Freeze fat. Freeze tired. Freeze used to be nice. Freeze fat tired. And she's like, come on, man. We got this money. Come on. She smacked me. You know, so now they ain't together no more. You know, they fighting. But this, man, I, I used to be live, man, bringing the, the hood in there. But that, that was the best, man. It was... Uh, it's great leadership, the, the best, you know, mm-hmm. good people. But well, we appreciate you. You tried to make a pit stop knowing, not knowing the full length, but, you know, the kind of the way that, that, that Nelly fucked you over your first run. You tried to come fuck with us the year after we believe, and, you know, we were so excited to get you, but then kind of seeing Nelly come back to being Nelly, and then that's the year. I, I was thankful for Nelly the first year. The second year is when my mom died. And I didn't sign a long-term deal. He wanted me to sign a three-year deal, and I was just here, and I can get more money. So I took the shorter-term deal. So when I come back from just the craziness of my mom dying, this motherfucker pulls me outside, outside practice, and tells me, "I'm glad you didn't take the long-term deal. Your time is up here." And I'm That's like, true. "That don't surprise." After all the shit, that don't I surprise. Did, all the shit you just saw surprise. after my mom just died, and you and he motherfucker stuck to his word. I barely played the rest of the season, right? <laughs> I was pissed. Barely man. played the rest pissed. of the season, bro. So I had so much admiration because he really gave me my first shot, shot to really hoop. And then the following season, we rogue on me, and I'm just like, damn. So that's why we were talking about it before. Like, Jack has some good memories with him. He allowed Jack to do some things, but, like, your situation, my situation, is kind of, he fucked Al like that, too. So Nelly was like, he was good at building somebody but he was quick to burn it down. He didn't trust. Down. He, you know, I, I don't mean this in no bad way about him, but y'all ever been on vacation, like, and, and you go into a certain part of the city, like another country, and, and it's like a bunch of dogs that haven't eaten and things yeah. like that. You ever notice, like, if you go like this to the dog, the dog, the dog has been starving for years, and he won't get close to your hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He hungry, dog, but he won't trust you because probably people been smacking him. Yeah, something. all kind of That's stuff. That's how I felt with them. All I, all I kept thinking was, dog, if you knew, like, how loyal, you know what I'm saying? I'm we calling Molly, like, what time to go to practice? Like, I wanted to be a disciple of all of these dudes. Like, what's? I don't even get what's the problem here. You know what I'm saying? And then. He would come apologize, but then the minute he apologized, say something negative in the paper, mm-hmm. you know, because it fucked me. I'm like, wait a minute, is it me? Is you? Then that's when I was like, you know what? <laughs> Everybody got their own bag, man. You got some bags. Carry your shit over there, because mm-hmm. I can't get. But that don't that don't surprise. But I tell you this, I didn't necessarily like the way I retired, but I appreciated y'all, man, because all I kept thinking in Philly was, man, if I was two years younger, mm. oh, playing with AI. That's I, I used I to be saying. in my mind like AI. I can't even give you, can't even give you what I, what I want to give you. And yeah. I ain't realized I'm average the most with him as a teammate. That's stupid, because yeah. he the best I ever played with. So when I got there with y'all and I saw these young boys, y'all that just did that to, uh, to Dallas yeah. the year before, I'm like, yeah, man, I could be here. I could be an old man mm-hmm. here, have some good times, mm-hmm. play my little thing, get a bunch of assists, but it ain't work out. But it was, you know, it was, it was cool for me. Talk real quick about AI, because I don't think we got to see it on a day-to-day basis, how little he was, how beat up he was, but still how hard he was able to go night in, night out. Man. And the great person he was, because yeah, that's another misconception. You know, yeah, I love that dude, man. That's another thing. Over the uh, pandemic, but probably two years before, I started making sure with cats, I said, I love you. Like, look, mm-hmm. I love you, dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Love you, dog. Checking like, in. Yeah, so... Dang, with, with AI, he's somebody I need to do that to because I don't think the world knew what he was taking on his shoulders, mm. you know what I'm saying, Who, how he was helping people, um, how he was growing, and how he was the coldest, the coldest. Like, they always talk about that practice, practice comment. 
That was like after his man had passed. Like, how like does he get to that joke yeah. when after my man passed? I'm telling you, practice don't mean nothing. Practice, practice. And then y'all turn it to a joke as if my man didn't die for this. You know, so the fact he just not going, the fact he could be sane and cold. But again, I never seen nobody. What do you weigh, 140? Little. If that. If that, Little. 140 going to the hall. I mean, well, I remember we were watching him in Milwaukee play. Me and he was on the end of this just laughing. I think he had like 60 or 58, a cool, cold. You ask me how I would play in the league today? How would he play in the league oh, today? Oh, un- unbelievable. When y'all played in the league, you couldn't shoot 40% for a guard wasn't good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 45%. Like, now you, you it's know. the average. Yeah, yeah. Below but average, yeah. Playing with him, man. Playing with him, you know. That was, that's, that's one of the highlights of my career. Suiting it up with him every night. Seeing how he just, no matter what happened, he turned it on. Boy. On and off the court. He, ready he to went go. hard. That boy went <laughs> hard. <laughs> he ready to go. He <laughs> talked to Samuel Delaware. I ain't talked to Sam's weird ass in a minute. That was crazy ass. Sam team, was man. wild. I love that kung fu karate shit. That was crazy ass. Team. When did you start putting your post career plan together? I just fell into it, bro. That's kind of how it happened, though. Yeah. That's kind of how it happens. Cause you don't want to believe it's over. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm out there limping, looking dumb on the court, fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't get in the shape cause your knee won't work. You know what I mean? You don't want to let it go. Mm. So, you know, Turner had called. I think it was good that I was going back from uh, Atlanta to L.A. Turner had called. I knew ESPN had kind of wanted, but I didn't know where to fit in anything. And it just, I, I thank God they called me because, you know, one, now once I got in there, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But before then, I really, you know what I'm saying? I thought, truthfully, dog, I thought I was going to move someplace like Montana or something. I ain't never been, get a big farm and just... Just check out. And just check out. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did that half. I still want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You already know. I still want to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. So what, is, what, was it, what, what was it like getting in there? Obviously, with, you know, at the beginning, you were able to work with, with Charles and Kenny and... and um, Ernie. Ernie. What was that experience like? Because, I mean, that's, that's the show for, as, as hoopers, that's the show we all pay attention yeah, to. Yeah. So now you went from hooping right to that show. I ain't going to lie. I, I haven't been out. You know, they say when we retire, we miss the locker room, not the game. That's the same thing. I get the locker room there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a blessing, man. That's what I mean about just being thankful. Like, if you told me, okay, you can't make the league, and you're going to have to work at a train station, but when you get 40, you could go work and turn. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> I just signed up, you know what I mean? So it's, it's cool, man. It's, all it is, it's about 12 screens like this in the back. Yep. Usually Chuck watching, uh, uh, Peter Griffin. Anything uh, but basketball. Yeah, exactly. Family guy, something. We watching all that, and you keep checking back on the games. People making fun of you. You sitting at the table, somebody walk by, smack you in the head, tip your drink over. You getting something to eat. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like if, five, yeah, it's just like this right now. You know what I mean? It's all love, nothing personal. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's, that's really what, you know, that was the best for me, being on there. But I think when Big Fella come, you can't, you, you got to right. get Big Shaq on there. So right. then I understood, okay, well, let's take advantage of doing these games and things like that. And so... You know, once I didn't know Stack what I wanted to do, but when I figured it out, and I try to tell a lot of young old players because young players, they try to make you feel guilty as an athlete. Like you know, a lot of players go broke, or you know, whatever the horror stories are. Get ready mm-hmm. for your career now. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that, but also when you get to the end of your career, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you learned how to play basketball. You know, right. I mean, they try to make it like basketball isn't cerebral, you know, isn't smart that you don't have to work your way. When I got to Turner, I, I, I was a rookie. I'm gonna work my way from the bottom, take these licks. 
do what I got to do, be frustrated, and, and earn my spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so hopefully a lot of young players out there just take notes on what they like to do. Just, mm-hmm. just, just take notes on what you like to do, and hopefully, you know, your life will give you the opportunity to, to be able to go in those mm-hmm. areas. But yeah, Stack, I didn't know. I came from but that kind of shit is inspiring, though, and, and, and I don't think it's something Jack and I kind of realized, too. Obviously, like, when we saw the transition of you doing, like, damn, okay, Webb's going right to TNT, and then we fuck around and get a podcast right around, and it's yeah, a winning award. Let me say awards. this with all due respect. I don't know how the fuck y'all yeah, to do it. You ain't saying that. Hey, I love it. Hey, I love it. Matter of fact, I think I watched one show. Did AI say that to y'all, too? <laughs> I was laughing when he said it, because I'm like, and it's so dope. said it, too. Said it said it too. too. Yeah. Because, dog, we, we could do anything now, dog. Like, you talk about the ball heads and stuff. I remember my brother was a lawyer and all this. He had braids. AI made it easier for him at work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, all of this, like, I'm telling you, that's why I'm stealing y'all energy now. Like, my mm-hmm. young boys got a show, but what you want to talk to me about? <laughs> yeah. Want me to call? Nah, I ain't even go call. Nah. You know what I'm saying? So, I love it, dog. They not going to yeah. steal this joy no, of us being successful because what it turns into is protection. Don't yeah. let this happen. This, this, that. This, this, that. You know? Yeah. And I'm just saying, it's just it's just joyful to... No, I didn't know. And, and when I... Y'all had a show. I'm like, what's the name of that show? <laughs> like, Up in Smoke. I said, hell no. Up in Smoke, yeah. <laughs> These motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they been hanging? Who they? So, and to the people that believe in y'all, shout, shout it out. Because it takes, whether it's diversity, whether it's getting your dream, whether it's including people, you know, whoever y'all pitched it to or whoever pitched it to y'all and believed in it, those those Yeah, are the minds, the outside the boss. But like I said, they... Other people could see us, mm-hmm. like, okay, they're doing it, yeah. you're doing that. Like, there's, there, yeah. there are options. Eddie Haskell, he used to just be sitting back watching, just, just sitting back watching. You could tell he was soaking up all that oh, shit. I, I, I was talking about that on the way here. I said, that's just one thing about us. The best thing about me and him was we both been team players our whole life. NBA high school, we always been team players. So with this, it comes from us being able to play our role. Yeah. Let my brother lead, not follow. You know what I'm saying? Without feeling like I need to be in front. That's why we win. That's the only reason because anything he want from me, without me being in the building, I, anything he want for himself, excuse me, without me being in the building, I know he want for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 it. Now Jack hit me up. Let me know. Just let me know when we got to sign the contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see, even, I don't see this. What's going on. This the black stuff we don't get to see because we only see this that this that this that. But like even the fact like. This motherfucker texted me at 12 last night, talking about we got the show at 12 tomorrow. <laughs> my dog. But that's the way it should be, yeah, right? That, that no love. middleman. Don't call my agent. Right to, don't call my agent, dog. Like, that's right the shit it. that'll make me mad at you. Nah, if right I don't answer the phone twice, I get it. Then you yeah. have to. But mm-hmm. this is the strength I take out of because mm-hmm. I want my son to be like, no, we don't hate. Look at that. Get a show with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, your twins are an example for my twins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, man, like, it's, it's just love seeing brothers do their thing, man. Uh, athlete and activism. You're teaching an online uh, online course. Uh, You've been on it though. Let's say that he's been on it. Though. On Morehouse, but I was gonna say that to say like I know your mom is proud of that. Talk to us about what you're doing with Ed Morehouse. Yeah, she proud, but you know she ain't giving me the stamp yet. You know she's still like she yeah. Let me see what's next. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? She but, came all the way. Yeah, man. She uh, it's a blessing. So all I do, man, is I try to teach the youth today that it's a dope guy like. Kaepernick and what LeBron and them doing, and before them it was Dr. Carlos and Jane and Dr. Edwards. That's mm-hmm. all. That's that's all. I just want everybody to know that Wilma Rudolph, she was nice in track, but she was better in tennis. And could you imagine that they didn't let her play? Like, let's, you know, the history. Uh, right. LeBron to me has done some of the most ever. Like I admire him off the court, damn near more than on the court. Right. And what I want the kids to get is that this is where y'all gotta take it from. Just but, to stand it. 
don't compare him with what Kareem and Jim Brown and them did because they didn't have social media. They didn't have you a know, They had one company that said, say something, boy, I'm going to take all that money. You know, they didn't have it. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to be more of an appreciation. That's, that's all it is. It's a study of protest. What's protest? Was the brothers' cause righteous? What made them do it? Are they happy they stood the way they did? Would they do it again? And, and really talking to them like, so in one class I really like is we, we talk about um, kind of fair trade. And fair trade, when you think about it, is because of Spencer Haywood. Spencer Haywood came out, he was poor. There was no term called hardship till he came out of Mississippi. His mother was picking cotton when he was in the league. And so he gets suspended, all this other stuff. He takes his court case to the Supreme Court. If he didn't do that, it wouldn't have been no Cole, wouldn't have been no KG, it mm -hmm. wouldn't have been other players. So just to let them know, like, you look at him as a basketball player again, because they try to dumb down a lot of a lot of things because you're an athlete or your sport. And I just want to know I, know, I know you think this is about him coming out and getting out here early, but you really should see that because of what he did, players that came out early made $30 billion. Mm -hmm. So we talked to him about the fear he had. You know, he coming from Mississippi, can't, you know, do a lot of things other people could do. And he gonna take this stand for everybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just want us to appreciate everybody had to do something to get us all to this point. For some yeah. people, it was be quiet. For some people, it was Ooh. just study. For some everybody people, it was hand raise hell. You know yeah. what I mean? And so with that, I'm just trying to make sure I bring up, you know, men and women athletes that have made an impact through protests. And now, you know, we talk about it, you know, in class. I thought it was dope knowing you were doing that and then seeing, you know, all the shit he did on the front line. You know, I've kind of been in the activism space for a handful of years, but to see, you know, him be a part of technically the biggest protest in the history of the, you know what I mean, that we've ever seen. He don't get it. No, nah, I don't think he understands he yet. Because he's, he's still in it. Yeah, yeah, he can't. He's still in he it. Can't. You know what I mean? But to be able to see that in it, and it, it just goes to show, like, it's we're supposed to be dumb athletes. I mean, but yet we're sparking, like Tupac said, I might not change the world, but I guarantee I'll spark the mind that does, and that's our job, to spark these minds. And I think that what we've been able to do off the court, you know, is, is, is special. You know, accomplishing to be in the NBA is you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning, and, and we all enjoy that, but I'm saying the impact we're able to make post-career to me is what's most important. That's why when I see any hate you get, I laugh, because I know... I know your mom built for it. I don't even care yeah. if you built for it. Like, they yeah. don't even know. Like, right. this, this is yeah. the part y'all see, but y'all don't know where it comes oh, from. Yeah. And when I say you stack, I don't know you as well, but I've been following you, and I know you, you're doing some things. And I know you know what you're doing, but when God using you, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing. You don't. You're, you're just, just going strong and you're strong. And that's all I need you to keep doing, because from day one, the way you've handled this, mm. I mean, you've inspired people that don't know nothing about hoop. You made people come to, to me and hold me more accountable. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the way I, I think it happens in the largest, in my lifetime, right. that I can mm. think, especially because of this, and it's going to have a long-lasting effect. And seeing you and his daughter, or understanding what it's going to do to someone 30 years later, Think about the documentary when they have to tell this story mm. 30, 50, 100 years later of, of what happened to make basketball stop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I thank you, dog, because I know it gets lonely at times. I know you got people around you. I know all that, but I thank you, dog. And you're supposed to. You're built for it. You're mm. made for it. So yeah, I appreciate it. And it, it goes back to what you said. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like you say, you teaching people before us. I got to read on Marcus Garvey, Marcus Garvey, and I fell in love with him because a lot of the things that I think about, I'm getting answers from him on what he did and how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, like you say, every, everything that we're doing or try to the goal we try to reach, somebody's done it before. We're just picking you, up the baton. Right, but, but we need to understand what they did so we can continue to go forward and build off what they did, not just 
be obsolete or, or, or put aside what they did because it's not, it's not today, but it still matters because it's still relevant. Yep. And people don't think. I said the other day, Sean Connery, what, 76? He's two years older than Martin Luther King. So when Martin Luther King was king, that killed, that wasn't that long ago. But you got to make people understand stuff That's like right. that to understand why we're still the... in this position. Yeah, yeah. Keep mm-hmm. doing it, though, boy. Nice. Keep doing it. Dope. Keep doing dope. it. 2021 NBA Hall of Fame finalists. What is that? Hold on, I want to read the list to you real quick before you tell me what it means. Your coach, Rick Adelman, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, Michael Cooper, Ben Wallace, Yolanda Griffin, Lauren Jackson, Tim Hardaway, Bill Russell as a coach. What is it? What, what does that mean? You know, coming from the inner city of Detroit and, and your journey, the ups, the downs, the in-between, to me it's about time. But when you hear yeah. it, what does it mean to you? Man, it, it, would, it, it would just mean, wow, you know. You know, in my mind, you know, you feel like, okay, I should or all that. I played against this guy. But in your mind, you're just like, damn, I can't even believe. It's, it's, you, you dream to win championships, a shoe commercial. You know, I dream to make the Hall of Fame, right. you know what I'm saying? So it would, uh, man, that would, that, would, that would definitely be an honor, man. That would definitely be an honor. It was dope to us because we did a live show at All Star last year. NKG gets to talking, and you were one of, one of his main people he looked up yeah. to. You know what I mean? And like to say, you don't really, like you just told Jack, you don't realize what it is while you're in it. And, and once you kind of take a step back and you hear someone like, you know, KG say, you know, should I model my game at the C Web? It, it means so much because he was my favorite NBA player during my time. Mm. And you know me, so fuck you, I ain't working out with yeah. you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was different back then, though. I saw him at Turner, I saw him at TNT the first time after I retired. I just put my arm, I gave him a hug, like, man, when, when we gonna hang out now? Because yeah. I've been waiting, I've been wanting to hang out with yeah. you, dog. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, yeah, so when he tell me that and knowing that, you know, that's just, yeah, that's dope. But uh, that's, that's great when your favorites tell you they mm. use their favorites. That's big. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's real big. All right, man, quick hitters, last five questions. First thing to come to mind, answer. Favorite teammate? Damn. That's off the Look at that, look at Bars, baby. That's how we right go. Here. I know he right here. Hey, we had a man. We had. We was. Let's, I'm excited. For he you, hard, but it's hard. And I don't just say it because it's punk here, but it's hard not to be his friend, bro. Yeah. <laughs> because you know you got somebody down with you when you're chilling, and we just need to be on the bullshit. Hey, bro. <laughs> what's up? Oh shit, you on the bullshit? I'm with you. Hey, you on the bullshit Maybe, too? I, I wish. <laughs> He a rider. He a rider. Yeah, he a rider. And what's crazy is that when I played with him, he was a young rider. Yeah. So he was wilder and more cautious, you know, at the same time. Because I couldn't. You got to understand, like, I think that's what some people fuck up. I understand I'm trying to make the league. I'm around here traveling with all-stars and future Hall of Famers, so I can't do all the shit they're doing. You can't do this. You don't get away with this. You can come, like, and then to see him grow, because the whole time you know, you just know, like, I didn't know if you was gonna coach or something, but I know, I know how you be working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just know your mind was racing all the time. And you're right, man. Like getting traded with him, letting him see me at my worst and seeing him at his worst. I remember when he got the tattoo, Believe. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the neck. Cause I, yeah. And it was because- I was on my way out. You had to believe. I had to believe you that shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, he's, you, you're a good dude and it's good, to, it's good to have people with Appreciate brothers that. like that. Appreciate that, means know? a lot. Uh, toughest matchup? KG defensively on me, offensively, to stop Tim or Rasheed if he was if 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 she was gonna come at you all game. Mm. Mm. She 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 would take his foot off the gas because it wasn't about scoring to him. Mm. 
It really wasn't about scoring the shit. It really wasn't. That's mm. so crazy. He might be the only player I ever played with that it wasn't about so scoring. So unselfish. It wasn't about scoring. He in there talking about defense and, you know what I mean? But, but she, yeah. Four guys. You got to pick four guys. You're going to the blacktop. Not the NBA. You're going to play on the blacktop in Detroit. In Detroit, okay. At the bottom. Okay. Who you bringing with you? It could be your homeboys. It could be former NBA players. It could be Bring anybody. Bring Doug Christie. Because I need him. He's going to be the only one to play defense. I need him. <laughs> Hey, Doug can still lock him up. Doug can leave it. Right yeah. now, with a bow tie it. on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I said with a bow tie. Be my boy Cam Coulson. Oh, man. man I, no, this man, this is all up in smoke, man. I got to give yeah. some shout out. Hey, you ain't yeah. shouting me out. Yeah. Let me see. All shout right. out Cam for real. Cam, Cam Coulson, my point guard. Man. Yapo Montgomery, my two guard. I'm going to go. Let me see. Y'all put my gun in my two guard. Now, y'all ain't gonna know none of these names, but it don't matter. <laughs> they the homies. Yeah. Uh, Omar Wedlow, Antonio Raglan, and uh, Quincy Barnes. That, that's my father. Mm. <laughs> we left I to the super it. friends, baby. Yeah. Hey, you. Yeah, you had to if you're going to the park. <laughs> they won. But man, yeah. Kev was such a, I mean, that was, that, that was your guy. But to be able to, like I said, to be able to move with this dude, and he was at the level, and I was just beginning to see everything he went through, but then to see Kev, too, like his biggest, biggest, biggest fucking supporter you can ever imagine. Good, bad, in between, Kev was there, but we had so much fun with him, too. Like, it was tough in Philly, but we had a lot of fun. It was tough. We, we Man, we would play mad, man. For, I, this, I had this nigga down. Eight billion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running back. Hey, then we started doing physical challenges, though. Like, you had to drink a whole bottle of Moet in one drink. Hey, or no. Kev had to run up and down the hallway <laughs> in, our hotel, in, in our little building, butt naked with his socks on. So this nigga's running down Slip. doing line drills. Line drills. Suicides. Who filmed that? Who filmed that shit? I, I thought you filmed it. Did I? No, I remember... Wait. We made, we made a dude drink a bucket of water. He had to go to the hospital. He had to drink a bucket of water in five minutes. <laughs> they used to be on the physical challenge man. shit like it was yeah. no other, bro. Thank God no, uh, yeah. Thank God there's no, and there wasn't really too many cameras around back no. then because it was some shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, five dinner guests, dead or alive. I'm going to go Cicely Tyson just because mm. she's on my mind with the book. We haven't heard her yet. I'm going to go, uh, wow. I knew, you, I knew you was going to like yeah. this question. Yeah. I'm gonna go like three great grandfathers, like somebody in my family, like we don't, you know, somebody that went through it all that can tell me yeah. why we here now, like a great, 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 well, great grandfather. It's deep to know what all the shit your dad went through, just that that far removed, right? To, to get a great grandfather. Yeah, yeah. what did they go through? Um, man, it's, it's hard because you don't want to be too corny or too, you know. <laughs> nice, your dinner table. Yeah, yeah, nice. okay, all right, those two. <laughs> You bring Bob Marley in. Nice. I need somebody with music. Um, I'm going to say those three. I'm going to go with your boy um, Marcus Garvey. Deep. Because I think they erased his history more than anyone else because we don't even talk about him. You know, he, until recently, he had the largest parade ever yeah. in New York. But just think about that then. He had a cruise ship that's going to take people back. You, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I would love to talk to him. And then... Uh, he started his own currency, too. Yeah. He, I mean, then. Then, back then. Uh... And I'm gonna say Jesus Christ. Mmm. Nice. Hey, Seuss. Can't go on. Mm-mm. All right, last question. And your answer, you have to help us with your answer. Who do you want to see on this show, on All the Smoke? Oh, dope. Y'all had Tyson on yet? Mm. No, we need him. Yeah, we need him. And we hey. need to go on his show, too. Hey. Because he burns. Let me tell you something. Oh, heavy. Heavy. He burns it. Dude. He, uh, he one of the smartest men I've ever met. 
You know why I want to talk to him? Because what I'm similar with him like, and I ain't knocking people out, but I do have nice with mine, but that ain't what we're similar, <laughs> is he wears emotions on his sleeve. Like, you know how I cry all the time? Like, he'll do it right in. That's, that's how I am. The ones that don't just, the ones that don't cry, just don't go places where they cry. Like, I can't walk into church where I cry. Like, it's, yeah. it's the same. You just, yeah, I it's a different anyway. bravery. Yeah, it's a different. And the number one rule, though, in fighting, you never fight, you never fight somebody that's crying before the fight starts. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm going to call knocked out, uh, was it Lennox Lewis or something? Yeah. So, you know. So, but I want y'all to have Tyson, man, because I'm, I'm in D.C. This is a good story. And uh, I'm in D.C. And it's, it's just, it's terrible. It's a whole bunch of stories. It's, it's Things in the paper, things going on. This is Mike Tyson, dog, on everything I love. I have a security camera out there. And a friend of ours, Adoria, is bringing Mike to the crib. He's the champ. This, this is when he's suspended. What year is this? 94, 95? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, 97? Yeah. He's suspended and I'm in D.C., so 97, I think, 98. And I'm in the crib and I'm going through it. And Tyson... Knocking on my door, ringing the bell. I don't answer, you know. And I come out 20 minutes later. He knocking on the door. He then sits down on the porch. Then he started talking like, I know you in there. I know you in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to avoid it. You know what I mean? I'm, he, he my favorite fighter in the world. But what am I going to talk to you about right now? You don't even know me that, right? He come in the basement, man. I, I keep a journal. And I, I, I just wrote down one of the smartest men I ever met. I needed mm. this. And it was him like, man. I care about what people saying about you. He's like, I run this hill every day. He's like, the hill will never beat me in my life. The hill doesn't move, but it can't beat me. You know, the hill don't even want to attack me, but the hill will never beat me. Whatever I put in my mind won't beat me, won't beat me. Mm. Just like the hill can't beat you with nothing you do. You ain't even got to go to the hill, but in your mind, if you, he'll beat you. And he was just talking about, man, just forgiving yourself, hard work, keeping that grime in you. And, and understanding that, like putting things in different places, but just not letting them overcome each other. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm like, why'd you come over here? What, what is it? He was like, I just wanted to talk to you, brother. Mm. And he left. He's been my man 100 grand ever since, but I never asked for that. You know what I mean? That's why with us, I know y'all do. That's why, though, I make sure I call a young boy. Hey, I don't out. even want to know what's going on, boy. Yeah. But I know, I know something. If they win today, you a hoe. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know if you start being bitter, you a hoe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I just like encouraging dudes because I've had people do that to me, dog. It could be somebody at the gas station. You know what I mean? Like, we love y'all. Keep, keep doing what right. you're doing. You know right. what I'm saying? I appreciate yeah. that. And I don't pay attention to the, really don't pay attention to the hate. So it's not like I listen to everything. I, I choose to take in, man. And him doing that for me at that time was crazy. And then I, I went there to, to visit him when he was in jail for what he had went through. And, all that and not when, so anyway, when I, when I look at him and the jewels he dropped, because most people can drop book jewels, and when you drop jewels on something in life that's a fact or, or just well, how you're going to get through it, those are the people I like being around, people that have mm -hmm. been through something that's going to help my soul out, and he's one of the people y'all got to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And I make mean. him stand right there and throw them punches at you. Like, I'm, I'm hearing six inches of punch, and he started getting mad. He's like, yeah, because, you know, when the world is getting, he's like, <laughs> he's just doing, and, and, and I'm right here, and I'm thinking, <laughs> If he let one slip, I'm dead. <laughs> He's yeah, I'm with slip. the champ right now. You know what I mean? All these emotions. But y'all oh, and y'all and Mike. That'd be dope. Y'all got to have an audience for that because yeah. I'm going to be in the front row on that yeah. one. Last question. I forgot something um, he and I have been advocating for. You were an OG. 
You have a $100 million cannabis fund uh, right now. You mind speaking on that? Well, first of all, shout out to like uh, John Sally, shout out to Al Harrington, shout out to all the brothers that's been in this business, you know what I mean? Because it's not me versus anybody, it's everybody. It's but, shout out to you. Right, <laughs> you know rest what in mean? peace to the big homie Cliff. Yeah, Robinson. yeah, yep. Peace to Cliff, yeah. Yeah, Uncle Cliff. That's why he was in shape for so long. He was, you know, burning. Yeah. But, um, so with this, I have a partner, Jason Wilde. He has a big imprint in, in cannabis community. And so what really I wanted to do, while I have my own brand, it's called Players Only, and we have uh, all this other great stuff, I wanted to help other people come into the business. And not just like with a cultivation. Cultivations cost like $8 million, $7 million. Yeah. Like, it ain't about that. It's about... Uh, I told a friend of mine today, her and her girl should get together and start uh, a bud tending uh, service where you go to parties and bud tend. I don't know. Y'all smart enough mm -hmm. to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But let's make the business plan and right. let's do it. How about other people that have been in the business so long? Delivery, bakeries, like realistically, what do you want to do? What are you willing to work for? What's your business plan? And we got you because we can use the infrastructure of all the large companies that we have. Because a lot of times you'll get cold money. Like here you go stack, open up a restaurant. Do something with mm -hmm. it. But no one says, no, you need to do this. Or right. This is the mistake mm -hmm. I ran into. So my thing is not to just create, you know, cultivations, but everybody on every single line to let there be a place for information, let there be a place to loan, let there be a place to help. I mean, we're going to do something in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. We're going to do stuff with other things that you're in the community, and if you need it, mm -hmm. I'm with you, anything mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're just trying to, I'm just I'm trying to make money and help people, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's dope, and I don't, like you said, when you're in it, you don't really know, but the fact that, you know, a former NBA great, has a $100 million cannabis fund geared towards people that look like us to help us get in this space because this space was, obviously we were the most affected by it, but we were less than 5% representation in the space. So to have someone like you, and like you said, cold money is most of the time wasted money. Like you're allowing infrastructure to where, you know, I'm opening my facilities, you know, I'm opening my, you know, we're giving you education, we're giving you a lot more than just handing you money. Like we really want to see you win and, and that's rare. And to people out there, I mean, I called you or you called me the week before we were talking and you mentioned something about a fund and I announced mine. That's why you right. got to keep it's good weird. people yeah. around you, just yeah. that energy, you yeah. know, and we're going to do a lot of work together. Yeah. I mean, I want to work with other people, especially people I know that love their community. Mm -hmm. Who else would I go back to SAC with or anybody right. with yeah. you or Texas? Because, yeah. you know, yeah. my boy Ray Jackson said he's going to have it burning down out there. Shout <laughs> out to Ray. Yeah. Ray when Jackson. he get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I just, uh, our thing now is that We've made a lot of connections. We've let people see our work ethic, and they could trust our work ethic. Like, if y'all played in the league and could shoot free throws in front of thousands of people and do this, this ain't going to be nothing for y'all. Right. You're going to find who to, how to do it and learn it right. And I'm just glad I have business partners that believe mm -hmm. in me because I'm about to do that in real estate. I'm about mm -hmm. to do that in other things because I'll just put it like this. I told one of my white partners, this ain't no... Um, giveaway. Don't make it like it's no welfare because people work hard like my father. This ain't no fake stat. This is unmined ground that y'all don't want to go to. Mm. Y'all scared to go to Steven Jackson neighborhood, so Let me do this, it. we digging in the ground there. You scared right. to go there, and I, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the excavator. We got it. I, right. I'm, not, I'm not afraid of my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's all it is. We're giving access to those that don't get it. That's all. We're not God or nothing. God got them. They got themselves. They're hard workers. We're just saying, anybody want to come in this way, work hard, you got it. So we're, you know, so I'm glad my partners understand that. Dope. Last question, cannabis, cannabis and sports. The thoughts on it? It looks like um, hockey was first, Major League Baseball, then the NFL, 
and the uh, NBA has finally come around. Like I said, we've advocated for a long time, you know, did a lot of dodging hoops to be able to do it while we played and to find out that there's finally medical research backing up the reasons why we felt we needed it at that time. What is your thought, you know, being removed from the sport now, but kind of finally seeing them turn the corner from that aspect? Yeah, so I got suspended, what, 12 games or something, I think. I lost like a million or a couple because uh, after I had microfracture surgery, no one had ever come back from it. And the doctors in Cali was like, man, your stomach hurt, you got ulcers, you, you know, painkillers constipated, you. right. Mm -hmm. And you know, you need to try this oil, you need to do this. So at that time I did what I did and wrote the league a letter like, you know, y'all not gonna have it be that I'm just sitting around here cause I'm tired of running from P-Man and mm -hmm. everything. And this is what it is, my leg. And so I think that they gotta take, I think, the world is always late on culture. Sports are always late on culture. Culture has been ahead of it. You know what I mean? Instead of now looking at it that, wow, Matt's smoking one after the game. You know, I talk to doctors and they're like, yeah, Matt is providing himself sleep management. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Instead of uh, right. Matt blowing one after the game, it's okay, that's mood management. You know what I mean? We, we really are so used to a lifestyle that is not normal that we don't give ourselves the love that we should. Like you think it's normal to go to, to get on a plane at two, get to the spot at five in the morning, stay open a couple hours, go to sleep for one hour and then go to practice. That shit ain't real, you know what I mean? And so yeah, a lot of it, you can harm yourself if you don't do things right, but at the same time, it is a true thing of self-medication and this has been around for thousands of years. Right. So they have to catch up and, and they usually will catch up when they figure out how they can get their money yeah. out of it. Yeah. That's so all we wait on. on Not for it to be right, but yes. how they could tax it and figure it out. Yeah. Point blank. Well, man, Chris, we appreciate you, man. I've been tracking you down for a long time. We finally got you here. Thank you for your time, man. That's a wrap. Special guest, Chris, where we appreciate your time. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and iHeart platform Black Effects. See y'all next week. This is All A Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.